This episode's brought to you by Extinction. Some things must die. So the Last King Podcast, we're still around, we haven't died yet. Of course, I am your co-host, um, paleontologist Shafiq. Is that is that a, a that's a, a thing. That's a thing. I'm I am the eccentric Saurus. Eccentrosaurus. <laughs> eccentrosaurus. Oh yes, the most uh, eccentric of all the dinosaurs. And this is Mr. Instead Toffee of like Rex. short hands, you no. have short feet only. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm, a T-Rex I'm with short feet but big hands. <laughs> I just skipped like that. You know? In a major way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to trample okay, all over okay. your beautiful I guess I'm Toffeesaurus Rex. The Toffeesaurus no, Rex. The stickiest no, of dinosaurs. <laughs> the stickiest no, he's Toffeesaurus Beta. The be- oh, oh, man. Come on, I'm an alpha-ish. You're an no, alpha-ish. <laughs> and alpha-ish is a beta. You know? Not quite alpha. alpha beta. Yeah, in between. No, the you're a between. kappa at best, what? my friend. Fuck off. Wait, kappa? Kappa's? No, wait. I'm gonna cap your ass, bitch. <laughs> Ooh. Gangsta dinosaurs, sirs. <laughs> okay, of course. We're gonna I can imagine a, gangs, a, gangs, a drive-by dinosaur. A drive-by thing. dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Can't be the T-Rex driving. Nope, he can't nope. reach the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine just a car with like guns and like a brontosaurus neck coming out and then he's got like a wave cap on. <laughs> <laughs> Holding the gun in his mouth. And he's shooting, wearing, shooting the Uzi. And he's wearing colors down his neck but he just has like so many bandanas. <laughs> 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 I think the Baryonyx would be the one carrying the gun. They have the longest claws. He's the west side the and east side crypts. <laughs> He's west, north, south. Triassic till we die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so in case you couldn't tell, we're going to be talking about a particular movie that came out: Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, or also, FK, as like also call it. known yeah. as Straight Out of the Craterzoic Period. <laughs> anyway, that so was yeah. almost a good cut. That was almost a good cut. Okay, speaking of almost good cut, so this is the fifth entry into the Jurassic Park series? Yes. The fifth. There's been five, five of, of these. these. Okay, yeah, and it's going to be shit. its own trilogy, apparently. And there's only been one and a half good ones. Mm. Wait, you give half to which one? Jurassic Park 3 was a good survival movie. You think so? It wasn't a bad survival movie. It was a bad Jurassic Park movie. I agree, yeah. No, the thing is, right, everybody it shits on... Kind of fun. And it also, kind of fun. props to giving Spinosaurus some love. Because that is a badass dinosaur. Oh yeah, the Spinosaurus. I agree. No, but I'll also say this, like... I mean, the one thing... The one hang-up people have about the first Jurassic Park is, like, they hinted at pterodactyls, and we didn't get to see them until part three. Yeah. And how scary that might be. Yeah, and then we finally saw how bad they were in the fourth one. Jurassic World. Where we had the first female die in the worst possible way. She got eaten twice. No, no, she got drowned three times and then eaten. Twice. And she wasn't even the bad guy in the show. She was just some random person taking care of kids. Also, it's actually a very tragic character because she had a fiancé. She was getting married. She was just having to look after these kids because a bullshit boss popped them off on her. And then her punishment was, you die the worst way possible you die because you're a terrible babysitter for a <laughs> yeah. boss who, who doesn't even care about the children yeah yeah so we're gonna talk about jurassic world fallen kingdom fallen kingdom but before that i think we got some video games talk that finally. we finally bring oh, up yeah because yeah, which is gonna arrived. happen i as think it will be over now. by the time this episode's no, done as of this recording this is june the 12th right 10th 10th i'm still awake yeah, okay, totally. So, uh, June the 10th, uh, on a lovely Sunday uh, afternoon here in sunny Singapore, uh, E3 is going on right this moment. Yep. And as of this recording, I think EA has finished EA their... EA has done their thing. Bethesda yeah. is About our time to, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, another few hours or so. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. It's the only press conference I'm looking forward to, to be honest. So maybe um, our thoughts on E3. 
uh, for now, based on all the rumors you've heard, all the confirmed stuff, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We've just finished really. Yeah. So Ubisoft has pretty much just said what their press conference is gonna be. Like every Ubisoft up and coming game has been leaked already. Like Wait, we know, there's another Assassin's Creed game. We know there is also a Division Two coming yeah, out. Yeah, Division Two. We've Who's got asking for that. Uh, Apparently, hey, hey, hey! Those five division players <laughs> are really devoted. All right, <laughs> very, very devoted. Don't you shit on their dreams? <laughs> well, to their credit, Ubisoft had did improve the game since its release. So props to them, as well as Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, you can polish your turret really well. Yeah, you could. Also, <laughs> actually, having said that, apparently Siege is really good now. It took its while. It took a while for yeah, it to grow. Three legs years. And pens. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Which is like the sad thing about video games in general, because you like. You, you can't rate a game based on a release day. You have to wait until all official patches. But we kind of knew that a game like Rainbow Six is kind of team-based and basically it's competitive to, a, to that to I that mean, Rainbow sense. Six, the thing is, if they stick to formula, they'll be fine because that game will forever exist because there is the small... Not, it's not even small. I mean, it's a very sizable... I think the group. European group is really huge for Definitely. that game. Definitely. And yeah. the thing is, is like... I think it's also a good esports game because... Definitely. Because it's kind of like... It's got the Dota thing where you have different heroes do different things. So but it's kind of like Counter-Strike in a sense too because it's still military, you know... Yeah. It's like, objective it's like the, the match between Counter-Strike and Dota because... Yep. You have characters who are hard counters to others. Like you have Whisper who's super silent, but she's countered by um, one of them, I can't remember. Shouter? <laughs> they're like they're like 30 heroes now. In what? Rainbow Six Siege? Yeah. Yeah, operators, yeah, that's what they call them, right? Mm. Yeah. New heroes. And they're basically all like the spec ops from around the world. Like you have like the French GIGN, you have the English SAS. You got the Italians as well. Really, too. Yeah. really yeah. out of this. Because the thing is, like the last Rainbow Six game I played proper was Rogue Spear. Wow. Well, that was a while ago, man. That was Holy a while ago. Shoot. And to me, that you know, you know what was groundbreaking about Rogue Spear? Oh, we can run fast now. <laughs> Finally, remember original Rainbow Six where you could, you had to walk I, away from that grenade. <laughs> I think this Rainbow Six will blow your mind. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean if you can played, find a group to play with. I've played like maybe Vegas and a few other ones, but the thing is, like, even Vegas Two, which was just Vegas polished a little bit. Yeah, but like to me, Rainbow Six. Um, I mean, I, w I don't want to say I, I grew it. I will say more like it had its place and time for me at a certain point. And then now it's like, I don't think I want to go back to that well ever again. But yeah. I mean, for me, Rainbow Six was always the weird kid I uh, went to boarding school with played it. Mm -hmm. Like he was the one who was obsessed with military shit and he played that a lot. So it was like... Probably a Tom Clancy fan as well, right? Oh yeah, he was yeah, a, yeah. like, you know, he's in the military right now. So, you know, I, he went hard down that line a long time ago. Okay. So that was his game, and my game was more like the Total War series. So there was like, and never the Twix shall meet kind of uh, <laughs> mentality. Since you brought up Tom Clancy's, uh, you know, line of stories and whatnot. Yeah, long, do, long may his soul rest, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's been a while, right? Would, yeah, he's been Would you guys be interested years. in a new Splinter Cell game? Because they're going to announce that. Yeah, because actually, uh, what was the last Splinter Cell game? Black something. Uh, Blacklist, right? Black was it? Blacklist was actually not bad. I was going to say Black Hand, but yeah, Blacklist. Blacklist <laughs> was actually not a bad game. It was better than uh, Double Agent and Double Agent 2. Uh, the one before that was Conviction. Yeah, Conviction, Conviction was, was fun. Conviction was, was fun, but I think Blacklist was actually... Like, it was far away from the original trilogy, but I think it was a pretty decent for what it wanted to be. Splinter Cell's though with Sam Fisher. Yep, yeah. yep. And they're going to bring back My Michael Ironside's voice because Blacklist was a different guy. Yay for all the incels out there. Your favourite <laughs> hero is back. Yeah, oh, and Ironside. I think they were kind of, they kind of because, hinted at it because, because they replaced was, yeah. him with uh, Kiefer Another Sutherland. Guy, yeah. No, no, no. That was Metal Gear. That's yeah. more confusing Metal Gear. I thought Kiefer did uh, Sam Fisher as well. Kiefer Sutherland was in Metal Gear, yes. Oh. He, so, did, he did Snake, yeah. yeah. So he I'm replaced David Hater. Okay, so... 
Ironside is Ironside was replaced by someone. Was he? Yeah. Oh, another guy. For Blacklist, make, he was yeah. replaced. Yeah, he was replaced. Mm. Yeah. But good, they brought him back, so that's fine. Yeah. You know, I think Michael Ironside still to this day a very underrated actor. Yes, mm. yes. You know, I'm like from his work to Scanners to Total Recall to being like the most badass professor ever in Starship Troopers. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he was the guy with one arm, right? Yep, yeah. that's the guy. And he had a very, a very noble death being eaten by a bug. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like half of him was You're in charge behind. now, Rico. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so Goddamn, the- Starship Troopers was such a event, wasn't it? Came out in 97. Yeah. yeah. Ahead of its time. Still holds it was, up, kind of. Like to me, Starship Troopers is uh, how Paul Verhoeven uh, redeemed himself after Showgirls. Yeah. Because the thing, like, after giving us classics like Total Recall and Robocop, he's like, and then he does Showgirls and because Basic Instinct was yep. a thing. And it, why are we talking about Paul Verhoeven? He, yeah. You're oh my, now I'm thinking right? about fucking the Robocop remake which should You're be You're thinking about burnt. fucking the Robocop <laughs> reboot? Oh yeah, fuck the Robocop reboot. Ugh. Actually, Devil's Advocate, not a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Bad Robocop remake. Exactly. Bad remake. Because, yes. uh, what's his face? Uh, Swedish dude is a terrible actor. See, even we forgot his name. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, Alter Carbon as well. Yes, you're right. Yeah, uh, the new Peter Murphy. No, I mean, the thing is... Uh, yeah, well, you know what? We'll save the how we should do Robocop for an entirely new episode. Yeah. Okay, remaking the 80s, starring The Last King, uh, yeah. coming soon, <laughs> also to iTunes maybe. Yeah. Sure. But you know what? Let's stick back to E3. Yeah, since you brought up one travesty, we should bring up another since one. Brought up one travesty. <laughs> yeah, uh, Command and Conquer on mobile. What Why? the fuck? Go Honestly. fuck yourself, EA. <laughs> Actually, EA should have gone fucked itself like 10 years ago when they shut down... Um, who Westwood, I- right? No. no, Westwood was shut down a while, a no, while ago. A long one. time yeah, ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, the guys who did the first Visceral Battlefront. Visceral game. Oh. The Battlefront uh, series. Uh, that name escapes me Pandemic. Right now. Pandemic, thank yeah. you. Yes, Pandemic. But EA shuts down everybody they consume. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised Bioware's still alive. Oh no, uh, Anthem, the game that's coming out next year, is yeah. going to be their swan I, song. I kind of imagine uh, Bioware like uh, Bruce Wayne in Dark Knight Rises, where, and EA is basically saying, once you've released this, you have my permission to die. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've completed Anthem, yes, you finally are allowed to die. Yeah. Yes. And then, no, but before that, some DLC, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, Anthem how... looks like Destiny. With Except death. you can fly and you have armor. That's about it. Woo! Oh my god. Such technological advancements in I video think, games. I think everyone so... looks like an Iron Man Power Ranger hybrid. Like you got the big, you got the big juggernaut armor guy. You got the big, you got the sleek armor. You even got one guy who looks like the, the warlock from Destiny. So that's how yeah. seamless it is. Yeah, when they started doing like magic shit, it's like okay, come on, like the guy, the lightning and the cloak. Yeah, that's that's like, your warlock. At right least there. You change the handwriting when you hand in the copy essay. All right. Right. You know, at least go through plagiarism.com and check on your exactly <laughs> your pictures first, right? Yeah, just upload the blackboard. Uh, it shows you all your plagiarism. But I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like another argument I would definitely have about video games like this is because you always need the Pepsi to your Coke. You know, for exactly. every uh, PUBG, there'll be a Fortnite. Okay, for every Quake, there'll be Unreal. For every Street Fighter, you'll have King of Fighters. I would say more Fatal Fury. Okay, Fatal, Fatal Fury, Fury the yeah, the first. Argument. But okay, anyway, Who? for every uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Well, no, for every FIFA pre-evolution soccer. <laughs> Depending on which year and which one you, pr- you prefer. Yeah. So I'm saying like, okay, it's nice to have something to compete with in the... Competition so-called. is good. Yeah, yeah. in the landscape. Exactly. Like, you need competition. But do we really need another Destiny clone? 
who's asking for this? Because the thing is, I think all the Destiny fans who hate Destiny Two are asking. They for need it. something, yeah. Because this is what yeah. I feel like. It feels like here we're offering you a parachute platform off into something else, guys. Yeah. And plus, you know? Bungie hasn't been in the best light ever since. No, no, no. It's, after it's Activision Blizzard. Like, let let's make it clear. Bungie tried to make a good game. Activision Blizzard said, "But what about my money?" <laughs> Hence the Eververse uh, transaction thing inside Destiny 2. Yeah. And along the, the other stuff that Is there any Master Post- Chief DLC in Destiny yet? I don't think they can do that. They don't own the rights anymore. <laughs> yeah. They don't own the rights anymore. It's uh, 343 who own that now. And they're like strangleholded by Microsoft. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right. There, there are a Microsoft it's, exclusive it's studio been, anyway. It's been, what, three years since the last uh, Halo? Halo 5, which nobody yeah. cared about. Yeah. yeah, because they got rid of uh, Couch Co-op. Mm-hmm. That was, because that was dumb. It, but because we need to have so much space for like the beautiful pixels it's like fuck off I want to <laughs> play with my friends Nobody cares so I can look at him cute. in the eye when I snipe him <laughs> <laughs> yeah the days of Halo split screen yes, gone yes. yeah there's nothing more fun than looking at your friend's screen as your warthog goes over him exactly yeah. <laughs> teabagging doesn't have the quite the same quality if you can't look him in the eye while from you're doing it from their perspective yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like, is this what you're looking at okay so E3 is lumbering along the way okay the next up it will be Bethesda then Sony it will be like Xbox Bethesda Square Enix in order uh, Ubisoft Enix have their own yeah, uh, press they conference fi- they do yeah, after, something's gonna yeah. happen so it's probably. gonna be oh you want Final Fantasy VII? You want Final Fantasy VII? Fuck you! You can't have it! No, it's I gonna think it, it's gonna happen. I think uh, 2019. It's 2019. Oh, they announced it? No. Really? No, no. I guarantee no, you it's gonna, gonna say 2019 No, they're gonna that. announce it in 2019. <laughs> so they're gonna confirm something that has been rumoured that has already been confirmed? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> so, hey, remember that Final Fantasy game, that trailer we showed you five years ago? Well, here's the first stage and it'll be ready 2020. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna say that. Cool. They're going to say that. 100%. It's like, I feel like Square Enix learned about edging a long time ago. I didn't quite get the point of it. You know what's really annoying? Like, they missed the anniversary mark, like, by a solid year already. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, you know, yeah, you could have had the 20th anniversary edition last year. But no, it's still gonna be anniversary. It's just gonna be the 30 year. <laughs> it's, the 20, it's the 21st anniversary edition yeah. of yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Oh, and Kingdom Hearts 3. Because it's basically Disney saying, sorry, we got rid of Infinity. Here's, um, you know, a Final Fantasy uh, game. Actually, it won't even be that. It'll be more like, okay, you guys keep bothering us with this. <laughs> Fine, here. Here it is. Yeah. You want it so much? Here. Here's Wreck-It yeah, Ralph. Yeah. Fuck you. He builds towers, but he destroys things. Fuck you. No. I've always and you wanted- have like a giant ass tangled tower, Rapunzel tower as a weapon. I mean, okay, look, Super. as a fan of uh-huh. Kingdom Hearts 2, the fact that I have Goofy and Cloud on the same team, that blew me away. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is fun. It is fun. It you is know? fun. Having yeah. Tifa, Lockhart, and Minnie Mouse arguing with each other, I, I, I didn't know I wanted this so yeah, much. Yeah. And you had a Beast helping you out as a NPC, if I recall, Who? right? In the Hollow Bastion? Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. You I, could also add Beast from X-Men if the buyout happens. Yeah, yeah. if the buyout <laughs> happens. Yeah. Then you have yeah. Beast you, and Beast. Oh. Yeah, that would be damn cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. So we can have like a Beast on Beast action. Yeah. More Beastiality? Hashtag yeah, no Beastiality. No. <laughs> and the fan fiction would be amazing. The fan fiction already exists. I'm sure it does. And it's all played by Nick Holt. And if you guys want another Just Cause, yeah, they're going to announce. They're going to talk about it. No, I No, no, they already leaked no. it. It's already leaked. Just Cause 4? Because yeah. Avalanche has like two different products already. Like they have um, Rage, yep, Rage, Rage 2. 2, and another one, which is like fighting robots. I don't know what it's called. Fighting robots? Biomutants. That's Biomutants, yeah. that's the one. It's, it's more like animals. Yeah. It, it, looks, it looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, but like, the yeah, thing is, it's so did like the Secret Order, and that was bullshit as well. Secret <laughs> Order, oh, 1881, right? No, uh, it's the, it was that MMO where you 
join the Illuminati to kill monsters. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, Funcom did that. Yeah. Secret something, yeah. Secret World. Secret, Secret World, World, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally, I totally anyway, Biomutant, eh, looks promising. Hope it actually comes but out this year. But please change the name, Biomutant. It's, also such a it's a generic name, yeah. Exactly, it yeah. sounds like like something you bought on a PlayStation 2 and totally forgot about, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah One of those bargain basement games. It's from, a $3 yes, game, you know. Like, from the D2000 collection. Yeah, or it was released as a $3 game. <laughs> it was released as a $3 game with $50 yeah. DLC. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, okay, so how about this? Let's go around the table and everybody maybe uh, give your predictions or maybe what you're most looking forward to for E3 this year. What's the one thing you want to be announced? I mean, is Nintendo making a presence? No, right? No, they are. They um, are right? They're making a presence at Wednesday midnight. For the are last they, day. Are they, they, they going to be there in person? Or no, no, gonna no. Be? They're going to do a Nintendo Direct. That oh, has been the directive since, you know, Satoru Iwata passed away, so... Yeah, I kind of prefer that because the so they're is still in mourning and they just can't leave Japan. Yeah, more like um, no, but it's more is, efficient that way. Yeah, actually. yeah, true. And the thing is, if you keep things in house, then you don't have to worry so much about leaks. Because the yeah. thing is, Nintendo yeah. has never leaked anything and also, proper. Like yeah. uh, tech faults are less likely to happen if you control your own setup. Bingo. Yeah, there you go. Having Bingo. said that, um, there was actually a prominent leak that happened a while back for Metroid Prime. Bandai Namco, the Studio Singapore. Have has a hand in doing this game. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna get fired for that, huh? I don't know. <laughs> All of them. All of them, because Japanese people don't like a reeks. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> but Chaffee, you are actually interested in. I Metroid am extremely Prime, right? interested in Metroid Prime because the thing is, the first. Oh two yeah, you were so excited last year when we had literally just like a, a splash title, image, yeah. just a title screen. And the thing is, is right. Okay, based off the pedigree, I admit I'm throwing down the fanboy card here a lot because basically the first three Metroid Prime games were exceptional first-person shooters and set in the Samus Iran world and basically once you played it on the Wii and then you had like the whip and the nunchuck uh, like basically just the way that you interacted with the world you mm-hmm. know it's like this is how FPS games should be played Yeah. you know because like you know as an actual exercise as well as you know getting well, people not, not much exercise you don't need to really stick waving, your arms yeah. out the whole day you know, you're you can just, just yeah. flicking and uh, you, aiming yeah and the thing is, is like, so it's just like your masturbation skills <laughs> I use leave Mr. Coffee's masturbation oh skills alone. Oh my god! I am not aware, nor do I seek it. <laughs> but anyway, now what I want to say is this: like, because the thing is, there has never been any true um, motion control evolution with the FPS games. And the thing is, when the Wii came out, everybody was basically harping on the fact that, oh, this is the perfect way to play lightsaber games, and then no more heroes happen, and oh, this is actually a fina- uh, like a finagling mess. Speaking of no more heroes, there's a third one coming out. Cool, Suda51 still has a career. Yeah. yeah. Done. Grasshopper Studios, yay! No, but what I want to say is that, like, the thing is, when I played Metroid Prime on the Wii, and then I was usi- using, like, the nunchuck and controller setup, yep. like, it made so much sense how, like, intuitive that was, especially with movement and the way you, like, experience the world. And I thought, this would be probably the future of FPF games. And you can probably do that in this upcoming Metroid Prime because the Nintendo Switch's controllers and Joy-Cons are built for that. Yeah, but they don't have that sweet nunchuck Anymore. Probably not. No, but, but it can it'll still be hurt people. Similar, yeah. It can still hurt people. You can still throw the Joy-Con yeah, if you I, want. No, I watched a live, uh, a live thing of like some YouTube channel I follow where someone was playing with a Joy-Con and he just like threw it and hit someone in the chest and killed him immediately. No, he, he literally like fell out of his chair. <laughs> Knocked the winner out of him. Yeah. They were all drunk as well, so I think that... Because everybody knows these Joy-Con controls are made of yeah. die-cast metal. <laughs> Shout-out to Funhouse one more time. concussion, yeah. You missed his face, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more yeah. hits. And not just that, uh, Bayonetta 3 will probably get a showcase too, hopefully. Like, well, but I don't think it needs That's any more attention. That's very soon, I think. Yeah. It, might, it like, might come out this year, for all you know. 
You think so? Because the thing is, like, what I worry about Platinum games, especially when it comes to, like, uh, they have this very bad habit of releasing stellar games like Bayonetta 1 and 2, and then they'll release, like, shit games like Legend of Korra. And uh, the Ninja Turtles game. Oh my god, that was horrible. And Scalebound was killed before it could be shit. Yeah. There you go. It looked bad. Like, I know everyone was, like, unhappy, but it's like, it looked like a terrible game. When they had that giant crab fight, yeah, it was. What the hell happened? Also, the games? protagonist yeah. just annoyed me. It's like he was putting on his headphones, his Beats by Dre headphones. Oh really? no, they were just doing the whole parodying of how Dante would be like if he was a millennial. I guess that's what they're trying to give. But didn't for. they do that with DMC anyway? <laughs> yeah. That too, so... Well, yeah, it didn't work for Ninja 30. Why would it work for Platinum? <laughs> yeah, gamers need to understand. It's not the character, it's the game. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. over yourself. But, mm, but we know. got Nier, so we're finding that, right? Oh, That's thank true. you for Nier, Automata. Yeah. Best game of last year, yeah. still. So, yeah, Bayonetta 3, either this year or next year. I don't care, it's going to be fun. You looking forward to that? Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm still playing Bayonetta 2 as we speak, you know, so... Mm. You know, just for fun. Yeah, you know. and it's been a while since we had some good Platinum love in here, so... And if, we've, if we're going to go down the action game route, Devil May Cry 5. Apparently, they registered the domain name. Capcom did that. Who's making it? Do we it's still know? Capcom. It's still Capcom. But no, who's actual like developers? Uh, they haven't announced the director and everything, but it's still in-house. I say give it back in-house. to Ninja Theory because like, give them a second yeah, chance. Yeah, because like, it was still the best DMC game. <laughs> the best DMC game was not made in-house at Capcom. Uh, yeah, it was I made by some, it was think, by some English company that wasn't given a second chance. Yeah. Who gave it the love it deserved yeah, by yeah. creating a combat system that was not only modern, but revolutionary. Like, seriously, shout-outs to English uh, development studios who do really punch above their weight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Ninja Theory also did that game last year as well. Hellblade. Hellblade. Which is pretty good. Which I know you're not a big fan of, I but... I it. It's boring as fuck. It Compared got, to DMC. It was pretty good in terms of blending whatever you need to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms of trying to tell a story, yeah, I'll give it like a severe praise for that because sure, you got BAFTAs for it, but as a video game, you don't do much. Well, it's just like game. every uh, Quantic Dream game is like, oh, it's a beautiful story, but yeah. it's the worst game, game in existence. Like, but here's Quantic the thing, Dream. like, my, yeah. my argument with Senua is like, basically, okay, the thing is, I saw the evolution of Ninja Theory because like, from Enslaved to DMC, I thought, okay, you have nowhere else to go but up. But then they took this huge sidestep to be more narrative driven and I was like, Cool. But, but at the same time, they made Hellblade without a publisher. They're, I think yeah. it's all so self-funded I think basically, everything. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is, which is basically them having something to say and pulling it off very well. But as a video game, it's like, it's like why I'm really hard on Telltale games. It's like, yeah, I cannot, I cannot like uh, sanction any sort of quality when it's d- directed at the cutscenes. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't call this a good video game because if I'm rating just the cutscenes, then it's like, okay, but what about the gameplay? It's, no, it, it, you have to balance. It has to be a separate thing if you're going to be exactly. reliable. I mean, like, it's There's like, definitely a lot more gameplay in Hellbait compared to, oh, say, Heavy Rain or Detroit Become Human. Or I'll even a Telltale yeah. game. Yeah, you know? there you go. Well, because like, the thing is, right, I mean, like, one of those um, exceptions to the rules, I would probably say is like, still spec ops the line. It's like, okay, for once, this story actually transcends needing to have a good game. Unfortunately, oh, the, the shooting was mediocre, but the whole point, that wasn't the whole point of the game. And like then Fallout 4 is a better shooter than um, Spec Ops The Line. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's made by Bethesda, who are allergic to anything but RPGs. <laughs> God bless And them. money. Bless yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but anyway, uh, but, well, uh, so, DMC, do you think there'll be any announcements? Uh, no, no, they will gonna announce this, but whether it's gonna be for Xbox's side or PlayStation's side, that's anybody's it's guess. It's gonna be you for think? PlayStation. Definitely PlayStation, yeah. because Japan's Because PlayStation has the money. Yeah. Xbox yeah. One is like probably like, they're, sp- they're barely scraping together any true like exclusives for themselves. Like the yeah. last exclusive was Set of the K2, and that was meh. That was alright. 
for me. It was fine, but before that was Sea of Thieves. Yeah, <laughs> the less said about that, the better. And before that was Recore. The less said, the better as well. And I before know. that was uh, Gears of War 4. Actually, that was fine. That was fine. I yeah. had fun with that game. Yeah, you and all the three other people who played it. <laughs> but uh, the, the thing is, like, we can't just say, like, oh, it's fine, hence give it attention. No, it's like, no, it has to be exceptional. Yeah, which is why God of War got all the praise because it was a fantastic game. Oh, it was very fantastic, yes. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's like... Um, well, here's the thing about video games in general to me because it's like a lot of the times like my major argument is basically you know story over gameplay gameplay over story and it's but like, it still needs that wow factor that can somehow like, balance both too and the thing is like when you, you show me something like E3 and all they do, they do is show you trailers and cutscenes you know like and every once in a while and here we have some gameplay footage and it's like some schlep who's like basically playing the, the tech demo of the yeah. first stage and it's like cool like you know I don't know, like, the thing is, it's very strange to me that it's taken this kind of really very commercial, giant convention, PR people in front, like... Oh, oh, I I can contest you a little bit there, because at the EA's press conference, they actually did bring out some of the indie developers who, I mean, even though they're awkwardly presenting stuff... Two indie developers. Yeah, Yeah, two, two. Cool. Two. (laughs) Yeah, and also the Bioware guys as well, so... At the, at the very least, they're trying. Yeah, they're brought they're on really their trying. shackles and they're like, like slave Here attire. Are these two guys I mean, that Casey you... Hudson came back to Bioware just to finish Hi, their we're game. EA. Here are two developers you should be able to relate to it's because like, they're just like you. I was like, <laughs> Hi, I'm from Bioware. Please save my kids and my family. <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying Anthem. Please, they have a little time left. I mean, like, Definitely uh, awkward, but hey, at least they're Look, Yeah, it's awkward when they have their family hostage. <laughs> But like, here's the thing, PAX is a thing. If you want to see indie developers, go there. You know? yeah. And the thing is, right, there's something very insincere when a big publisher like EA, oh, hey, we're not like a giant like evil corporation. Here's some indie guys we're trying to help. And like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, And then you can definitely see the indie developer there on stage, right, sweating through like the entire presentation, hoping not like for the sniper like, <laughs> shot not to hit. But it's like, he's like, yeah, right, we're doing this because EA is giving us all these opportunities. Thank you so much, EA, for giving Thank us you, this opportunity. Don't, don't, don't buy me and shut me down. No, please, I really need this. I put all yeah. my life savings into this idea. <laughs> it's like, you know, Fez, but better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. I'm like Jonathan Blow, but not punchable. Yes. <laughs> but not punchable. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Blow, and I won't say something stupid like Japanese games are s- what suck, right? Fuck uh, that guy. <laughs> but then Braid was a good game. Eh. Was. Yeah. Actually, it's still pretty good, you know? Did you guys play The Witness? I didn't. No, I'm too stupid to play puzzle games. <laughs> 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 then why are you playing Solaris? That's a pretty smart that, game, right? No, it's a, that's an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> no, I'm very good at Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> okay, okay. Good. I'm, I'm not good at solving riddles. Oh man. Okay, so uh, how about you, Eccentric Tom? What are you looking forward to most for E3 this year? Whatever Bethesda is hiding aside from uh, Fallout 76. Just say it, El- yeah, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. You, right. you want an Elder Scrolls 6, We right? want it's an Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls 6 or we riot, pretty much. <laughs> or we riot games. Yeah. <laughs> We're all gonna play Dota now. <laughs> or but, play I mean, Elder Scrolls, LOL, I mean, as a MOBA. But the thing is, oh my I've, god, that'll be bad. I've, <laughs> I think that Bethesda do owe us something because the last press conference they did was really lackluster. Because mm-hmm. they didn't even bring out Todd Howard, it was just Pete Hines, who I like Pete Hines, but he's not. Todd, Todd Howard has this kind of like special kind of quality where you can tell he's just like shooting straight when he's doing like. Uh, presenting. Presenting. Yeah. Uh, especially in 2015 when he was just like being very honest about Fallout 5 and everything. Sorry, Fallout 4. And everything he wanted to 
I still produce. look back at that present presentation, like the very first Bethesda presentation. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it I was like how genuine that was fantastic. It was. Yeah. I, 2017 felt like it was very much more like PR controlled rather than like yeah. you know game development controlled. So and I want to see what they do this time around. And I remember watching like the other Bethesda presentations. It felt like they were really trying their best to follow capture that lightning in 2015. Yeah. Uh, 2017 was really lackluster, so I yeah. want them to improve on that. I mean, the thing is, they need to be super self-aware that they've been like selling Skyrim way too many times, and people are definitely getting a lot of Skyrim burnout. And it's like, yeah. is this all you're gonna do? I, yeah, to the point yeah. where I've seen some things on Reddit talking about how, like, what they think Fallout 76 is gonna be is where you're you go to a bunker during the during the bombs falling, but then like you're in a fault where you're forced to play games. So you're forced to sit down and, and then play, Skyrim. and then Skyrim <laughs> pops up. <laughs> And don't forget, I mean, I feel like they're gonna be like what Bethesda was pre-Skyrim when they were making um, Wets, no money. when they were making Brink, <laughs> when they were publishing all oh these God, other games Brink. no one gave a shit Brink about. Brink was shite! Yeah, that was Bethesda, <laughs> my friends. That was Bethesda. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's like, why? The thing is, Bethesda are one of the last game studios who really try to sell a single-player campaign well yeah. and not rely on like co-op bullshit to sell their products. Yes, I agree. Yeah. They should not be in that dark ages like in 2010, 98, yeah. like that. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm slightly worried because there's a rumor that Fallout 76 will not support mods outside of the Creation Club. Is that? Which is, if it's true, fuck you, Bethesda. <laughs> no, I don't, they're not going to shit all over their fan base. They man. might do. Like, no, they, because the thing is, yeah. Like, remember Fallout 4 and uh, the Skyrim uh, Special Edition if you include mods, then achievements are disabled. Oh, man. <laughs> Until you install the mod, which gets rid of that walk around. But uh, besides that, anything else? No. No, just so, but I mean, what about Because PDXCon has already happened, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what are your hopes for Fallout? I mean, I'm interested to see what Fallout 76 would be. Even if it's like a survival co op game, at least it'll be interesting and I'll like play upon elements which were fine but not great on Fallout 4 and if it's Elder Scrolls 6 you know yay fantastic I've been needing some uh, high fantasy fix for so long you know be super annoying though yeah it's just more of the card game <laughs> <laughs> like oh we've, here, here's the big announcement we've been waiting to tell you our <sighs> first expansion Elder Scrolls Arena right that's what it's called cool <laughs> or Elder Scrolls Battle Royale yeah uh, Fine. That's yeah, what that's because what SOE. Yeah. SEO, sorry. That's not what I'm looking forward to this uh, E3. There's gonna be Skyrim Battle Royale. There's gonna be fifteen battle royales announced this E3. Uh, of course. I guarantee it. All using the Unity engine. <laughs> Absolutely. And Halo Battle Royale, Gears of War Battle Royale, PlayStation Game Battle Royale, whatever. And then they release Quake Champions, which is already a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. Because it's like yeah, we used to call it Team Deathmatch. Yeah. Or Deathmatch. What are you? What are you guys doing? Uh, Could you do last one standing in uh, quick? Yeah, I oh. mean, when you do deathmatch, it's basically forty assholes in an arena. That's and also last like, one standing. Yeah, it's also like every Counter Strike game I've ever played is just last man standing. <laughs> some of the best moments in video gaming ever. You and some asshole with a sniper. <laughs> but uh, how about you, Mr. Toffee? What are you really looking forward to? I mean, I've already mentioned Banner Three and uh, Devil May Cry Five. I want to see how that turns out basically yeah but at the same time i'm kind of hoping there could be a dragon's dogma 2 announcement no. hopefully you think so no. i remember playstation they had this deep down demo they showed off a long while back and it's already been five years in the whole playstation cycle 
So hopefully they, they get back to this project they've been working on. I would say yeah, Dragon's Dogma is severely underrated. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, want a part two, but obviously not this year because we already have Monster Hunter. I think the problem is because it came out around the same time as like Dark Souls and Monster Hunter, right? Like it felt Dark like Souls, Dark Souls. Yeah. Actually, Dark Souls basically took the thunder away from Dra- Dragon's it Dogma. It did. And Dragon's Dogma was fun with the Dark, Ariz- Dark Arisen expansion and everything. So a part two is kind of due. Like just announce it for like 2020 or 2019. I mean, you know it's another action RPG I want to see get a second breath of life? What? It's uh, Kingdoms of Amala. Oh, That right. game is severely underrated. It was fun. It was fun. It was I mean, I yeah. think that that's never going to happen because... Yeah. Who's the studio who did it? Huh? It remember? was that uh, studio from that baseball Studio player. 37 or something? 36, 37. That yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Red Sox guy. He... Bought, used money for to have that studio and they got that something. famous artist to do all the concept design as well which famous artist? no no, no it was no it's a famous writer to do the story Ari Salvatore was yeah. it yeah mm, I think it was Ari, Ari Salvatore yeah and it yeah. made no money but it was fun that was the sad part I mean I was, actually was replaying it back and forth I mean, a it bit looked, once in a while it the fighting was good the fighting was really the fighting good the fighting was amazing it looked fine but I don't know I mean I was still stuck heavily into Skyrim at that point so yeah. I mean, if you want an RPG which is very combat and strategy based, Kingdoms of Amalur heavily recommended yeah. because the is, it's like, uh, basically, I mean, let's not say less story, but more to do with like your ability to improve yourself. I don't okay. know if it's any other way. Out. But yeah, that game definitely needs a second breath of life. And I think Todd McFarlane also did some concept art, right? Teaming up with Kurt Schilling. Ouch. That. Yeah. Well, you can tell by the giant shoulder pads yes. very prevalent through a lot of there the armor design. Yes. <laughs> yep. oh, very 90s. A lot of, yep, very 90s. A lot of okay. spiky giant pauldrons there, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> oh, talk more farly. Yeah. So, Should so, we bring up Dead or Alive 6? I mean, I, I, I won't say it's an E3 sure. talk, but... So, like, the most controversial thing ever to happen to, here, to us here at The Lost King is, like, Dead or Alive 6 <laughs> not only just announced, Team Ninja is also behind it. But they're removing the jiggle physics. <laughs> like, at that point, dialing back the sex. Why apparently. bother? Because they're not great games outside of that. I, I did. I did like part I would, five. I mean, I would say yeah. this right for the Dead Alive series. It has a fan base. It's a little bit dumbed <laughs> it down. Has, it has, it a, has totally, a fan base. Is like the most. Like, I mean, like neutral thing you could say about it. The thing is, right? It has a fan base who are deep into the mechanics of the fighting game because <laughs> among the thing other is, things oh the mechanics eh because <laughs> the thing is Dead or Alive has probably one of the most bullshit mechanics ever which is the, the quick counter the quick right? counter yeah the which parry. is basically like if you're able to time uh, this button press you counter everything that the next person does what the so timing is so specific the timing at is times. very strict yeah. right but the thing is right like a lot of uh, video games is like yeah you get good at it very quickly once in a while so imagine somebody does a 7 string combo on you but if you can time like the counter immediately like by the 5th like the, the slightly slower punch or kick that you can time a little bit better you can actually just counter and push the guy away and break all the combos well, actually, but the guy who's doing the see combo can works. actually fake out like basically six it out. and so, then yeah that's the thing because the thing is uh, for like if you want to compare it to other 3D fighters like say Virtual Fighter Virtual Fighter is unnecessarily technical <laughs> yeah very very <laughs> Let's technical be super on- honest about uh, Virtual Fighter 5 probably the most balanced fighting game of all time uh, four over five for me. Yeah, and then you have Tekken, which is broken as fuck but fun to watch. Yeah, people play that more because it's fun to watch. And then the thing is, right, Mr. Tomonobu Itagaki-san very famously said that Tekken's a piece of shit. I'm gonna create a 3D fighter which is better. And not only that, all the girl ninjas have jiggle tits. And it's like, <laughs> Mr. Itagaki-san, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this was like. Very... And now for the sixth game, they're taking it away. And for the sixth game, what the the, the selling point? Yeah. It's kind of weird they're doing that. The next thing you know, there's not going to be a volleyball game. (laughs) Uh, Come on. That's the only thing giving it money now at this point. Mm -hmm. What are the the future weebs going to have to do? 
Right. They'll have to masturbate to something else this time around. <laughs> Sir, how do you masturbate? Masturbate. <laughs> how do you masturbate and play a fighting game at the same time? <laughs> but, With motion controls. <laughs> Use a six axis. Uh, Nintendo Switch could do that. <laughs> have you tried, sir? Oh no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank also, you for, I, I if you know. bend just far enough, your legs are very uh, useful. Stop it. <laughs> Well, anyway, the thing is, um, there is a very healthy Dead or Alive uh, fighting game scene because I know that game kind of has its own section at Evo. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the most prominent... Not for this year, obviously. Not anymore. But next but year, I know, maybe. like, okay, like, I, I followed this uh, French fighting game player. Her name's Kayane. Yep. Uh-huh. And she is probably one of the best uh, DOA players ever. In fact, she... And also a really good Soul Calibur player. Last and an I amazing checked. Soul Calibur yeah. player. And the thing is, she's very famous for basically... Uh, I think I can't remember which convention, but the thing is, she played DOA blindfolded and invited anybody to come up and, and fight her one on one, and Ooh. she will still beat you. <laughs> That's crazy. She just listens to the to, to your buttons and what like you know, and she just you know, basically predicts what you're gonna do, and she just yeah, and she she thrashed people blindfolded. She's a witch, and French, French, yeah. French Vietnamese, very cute girl. Yeah, Please, yeah. I'm sure support and the Kayani. Really awesome. Fighter, yeah, amazing, yeah. And like when she like decided to do Street Fighter for a while, her Chun Li was pretty. Like she could take Daigo down a few. Street pecs. Fighter Four, right? If I recall. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely Street Fighter Four. Yeah. I mean, she kind of made waves, but I don't know what she's doing right now. Oh, she's gonna play Street Fighter. Uh, sorry, uh, Soul Calibur Six. Soul Calibur Six. Oh that's yeah, gotta be her. a jam. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. her jam. So well. So anyway, E three. Let's talk about the one thing that you think might be like the fart in the bath. What's the one thing that's gonna be announced and you're really gonna be like, yeah. Oh, I saw that coming right Whatever Microsoft wheels uh, <laughs> out. Whatever Microsoft can do. Please thank me for the setup, sir. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much for letting me just shit on Microsoft. <laughs> My father's former employer. Uh, yeah, there you go. Screw you. Developers, developers, developers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Satya Nadal. Surface this. <laughs> anyway, I mean, okay, I also want to say this, right? Microsoft. You're they running. need something you soon. You need something now. Not even yeah. soon. Right now. Yeah, now. They need to it, announce something out of their asses. Otherwise... They, there has to be something yeah. that is so groundbreaking, so revolutionary, so like every gamer is like, now I need an Xbox. Yeah. Like, what they need is for Gabe Newell to come out and say, <laughs> Fallout 3 exclusive to Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3. What did I say? You, you said, said Fallout. Fallout 3 because you, that's the that's that's the Freudian slip that that's yeah. what you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We'll do our Fallout episode in the near future. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also starring Gabe Newell if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. He replaces uh, Mota's face as your father. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't remember Liam Neeson. <laughs> Sir. No, but. Wow. How, that, how, how amazing would that be? Half-Life 3? Only on Microsoft. <laughs> Along with a bundle of Portal and 3 and, and uh, Left 4 Dead 3. I mean, the long term <laughs> plan is fine and all, but they need a short term plan now. For Microsoft? What's yeah. their long term plan? I've not heard the anything. The Game Pass, that's it. And whatever they're building. So in they're, terms copying of their long- EA. they're copying EA. They're copying Netflix. They're yeah. copying Netflix. They're copying Netflix. They're, they're copying the only guys doing so that. So they're whole copying Netflix the kid well. copying in a classroom. But I would say this about. I mean, like the thing about Microsoft is ever since they. I think they. They shelved like half the development team for the new DirectX, right? Yeah. And it's like a lot of people who are working on Xbox have been moved to Surface or have been moved to other Surface and other hardware. They've definitely been abandoning ship in terms of the Xbox department. Exactly. Could be a farewell party if if they're doing a farewell party at press conference. I don't want Microsoft to exit the console thing because if we only have Sony and Nintendo, 
Then it'll be like the 90s yeah. when we only had Sega and Nintendo. So <laughs> the two of them, yeah. So look forward to spending $800 on the next PlayStation. Or $800 already on the current PlayStation. It's <laughs> like 600 now. Yeah, 600, plus controllers, plus oh, the yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, that's a very bare-bone system. Oh wait, you only want the 500 gigabyte? You don't want the one terabyte because that's how big a video game is now? <laughs> yeah. I, I remember back I could barely even fi- fit fit five games inside a 500 gig PlayStation I'm so 4. glad you finished that sentence quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> barely fit what? Barely fit what? I can't barely fit your mother. Snap, son. Well, you're saying, sir. Um, I remember back in 2010 when I got a game and it required 10 gigabyte install on my computer. I thought, ooh, that's a really big game. I hope it doesn't get much bigger. <laughs> you know what? The thing is, I still recall the very first game that took a one gigabyte off my hard disk back in the 90s. Ooh. Was this like, uh, I don't know if it's a survival horror or something. It's this game called Nocturne. And I just remember installing it. It's like, why is this like a couple, why is this a DVD big? And then it's like, Oh, you need like exactly one gig of hard drive space. And back in the nineties, when like you that's know, like half your space. That's like all the space. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot. Where of am I? Where am I going to put my porn now? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the stupid ages, you know, before amazing internet and before like uh, buying hard disks that were in the terabytes. Like yep. back then, they were still in the gigabytes. Like when gigabytes <laughs> were expensive. Like remember when Sims Two came in four DVDs to install? Yes, yeah. that era. So it's like literally like two thousand and three, two thousand and four. And then it's like like the Nocturne came out maybe ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah. And it's like this game is a gigabyte. It's like I need to buy a hard disk to play this now. Holy. And then mm. I remember the thing is right. They released a patch for people who couldn't fit the game onto the hard disk. But you had to run everything off the CD. Ooh. <laughs> That's so, a lot of loading, man. So like, if you have one of those bullshit compact presarios with a 2x CDR, and it's like, yeah, imagine the loading, sirs. Yeah. Welcome or to Lord Kerber, ladies and gentlemen. Or imagine like back in the stupid eras when you had like, you know, maybe like, you know, 16 megabytes RAM. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Remember how painful that was? Yes, it was. Before me. gigabytes of RAM, we had megabytes of RAM. So Yeesh. I'm currently soldiering on in 2.3 gigabytes. Yeah. Well, the good old days. The good old uh, days? No, fuck the good old days. I love technology now. Thank yeah, you. No, Shit living, runs faster. Thankfully. We're living in a golden age where 500 gigabytes is a low amount for your hard drive. <laughs> Dude, a terabyte now doesn't sound like a lot. You know, I mean, like you can buy six terabyte hard disks and like, yeah, they'll do for now. Yeah, like a 10 terabyte isn't bank breaking anymore. Nope. Unless you thankfully. get SDD, in which case I was like, ooh, you better empty out uh, no, your but I think it's for p- price to point ratio, like $1,000 for a one terabyte SSD is still kind of reasonable. Uh, because the thing is, yeah. but the thing is, is like, why do you need a one terabyte SSD? Are you going to install all the things? Because you want no latency on your porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how VLC works, <laughs> sir. I know that note. I think we've ended our, you uh, our lengthy video game talk. Enough. Yes, and of course, we had to end with porn. <laughs> All gaming leads to porn. Look, yeah. what, what did you say, Mr. Toffee? You couldn't yeah. fit what? <laughs> because we're three men with a podcast. Of course, porn's going to be talked about at some point. Yeah. Yes. I apologize for bringing out Dead or Alive. I'm, so, I'm so glad you didn't say... <laughs> sorry for bringing it out. Toffee, come on. <laughs> Put it back in, sir. Oh, God. <laughs> if you can That's put it back decency, in. decency, young man. <laughs> young man. <laughs> so, we're going to take a quick break and yes. then we're going to come back with a review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. No. Like the worst name possible.
And we're back. I hope you enjoyed our E3 talk. And now we're going to talk about the next best thing in the world, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we are literally seven years old. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Really? Or figuratively. So we're going to talk about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the worst name for a movie ever. A great name for a video game, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but first, I think we're going to bring back a long-standing uh, Last King tradition, mm-hmm. a quiz. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say, and then, though. That am was I, am, am I still reigning champion of quizzes here on the Last King <laughs> Yeah, I think podcast. so. Let's just say yes. Just yeah. to get sure. it started. You I definitely won the bestiality <laughs> one. I won the beast. Nobody wins the bestiality <laughs> yeah. one. I think the last time we did that was basically the FMK DC Universe edition, yeah. right? That I was back in November, I think. I think we also it's did a, a Power Rangers, but that was a long time. We did time a Power Rangers, no, that Power Rangers is Pornstar Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah that's Pornstar Power Rangers. Wait, did I win that one too? Yeah. I am really embarrassed with myself right now. <laughs> exactly. Please, I should delete my cash before anything happens. <laughs> so, so, we're going to play this wonderfully named Dinosaur or Not Dinosaur, Yay. because I couldn't come up with a better name. <laughs> okay. So I have a list of names of animals. Okay. And you need to tell me if it's a dinosaur or not a dinosaur. Seems easy enough. Yeah. You'll get a bonus point if if it's not a dinosaur, you can tell me what kind of animal it is. Are you right, use really enough. specific Latin names that's going to throw us off? Absolutely. All right. Fuck. Let's go. I like a challenge. So we're go- Question one. Gorilla, gorilla. It's a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. So we're going to start with the wait, first... Wait, wait, wait. Oh. What do we stand to win, sir? Uh... Like t- your pride. <laughs> no, the one, the ones who win will get seven minutes in heaven with a Spinosaurus. Cool. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> so uh, the first one is Postosuchus. It's a dinosaur. Mr. Toffee. I'm gonna go with dinosaur. You're gonna go. You are both wrong. Yay. Oh yeah. It is not a dinosaur. It is in fact a large kind of crocodile-like creature, which was just before the dinosaurs arrived. This creature was in the early Triassic, late Triassic. Wait, I thought uh, crocodiles are technically dinosaurs. No, they're a separate species. What? Sorry, separate family of animals. No. So you got the crocodiles, you got the lizards. Oh yeah, so, so but yeah. crocodile is a giant lizard. Yeah. Yeah. Are we being semantic? Yeah, I, think anyway. we I think we are. I think and this we is are. what the game is about. Okay. So semantics. no points so far. The next name. I'm really ashamed of myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Your uh, super nerd card, sir, please. <laughs> I never had one. Okay, so what's the next one? The next one is Gallimimus. Dinosaur. I'm gonna go with. Yeah. It does sound like a dinosaur. Hmm. It does sound like a dinosaur. Okay, I'll go with dinosaur then. Okay, you are both correct. Yay! <laughs> oh, man. It was the ones that flocked in the first Jurassic Park. Yes, that's Gal- what I remember. Gallimimus. Because Gallimimus. Sam Gallimimus. Neil and the, ki- the children were running with the Gallimimus and then the T-Rex appeared. Yeah, mm. I remember that. Because the kids said it. Gallimimus. Gale, gale, Gallimimus. Mm. There you go. Okay. Okay, I should go On first to, to three. be fair. They're you know, like, flocking this first. way. Yeah. I mean, Why? Because you went both first, so you aren't... How do I put this? So you know, like how you say Well, yes. sure. Age You're tired. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. <laughs> okay, okay. Fine, fine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, the third one is... Basilosaurus. Mr. Toffee, since you really want to go first, <laughs> you go first. Hmm. Basilosaurus. I'm going to say not a dinosaur. Not a dinosaur? Mm. I'm say a dinosaur. Probably a bird. Mr. Toffee is correct. Yay. It is not a dinosaur, but it's not a bird. Oh, damn. It is a whale. Does he oh. lose points? No. Okay. There's Actually, no extra yes. point. No, there's no extra points. <laughs> Fuck you, you lose a point. Extra <laughs> points. Extra points. <laughs> it's a whale, sir, not a bird. <laughs> How dare you? Birds are dinosaurs. Pish posh, pish posh. Pish posh, indeed. So we're on to the fourth one. Okay. And uh, you should get this. It's Iguanodon. Dinosaur. 
Dinosaur. Very good. It is indeed a dinosaur. Probably it is one of the huge thumbs, right? Yes. <laughs> the two thumbs up. <laughs> I call it the Fonzisaurus because <laughs> this guy. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> okay. So on to the fifth one. Archaeopteryx. Dinosaur. That's a dinosaur. Actually, no, a it's not a dinosaur. dinosaur. It's a bird. Flying no, it's, bird dinosaur. It's, it's still a dinosaur. It's still classed as a dinosaur, but okay. it is the first like pre-bird. Because dinosaur. I remember like this is a dinosaur that everybody confirmed had feathers. Yeah. It's, no, it's the first one that was, yeah. And, then, like, and the name was kind of hard to say at first. Archaeopteryx. Archaeopteryx. Yeah, at yeah. first, at first. And I also remember like... That took me two attempts to try. Aww. <laughs> but as I, even like Velociraptor has, is now confirmed to have feathers as yeah. well, right? Yeah, and it's only about knee height as well. So it's just like really? a, a very aggressive chicken. <laughs> Chickens are quite aggressive, sir. They are. <laughs> I used to have them uh, growing up in the UK. Really? Archaeopteryx? No. Chickens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had the last Ducky Up drinks. I named him Archibald. <laughs> yeah. Tastes so great with barbecue sauce. He <laughs> <laughs> was a flighty bastard. <laughs> lean, I, lean meat too, yeah. Anyway, lean. the next one is the Chun Wan Long. Chun Wan Long? Yeah, Chun Wan Long. Sounds like a racist Vietnamese name. Exactly. <laughs> it's definitely a dinosaur. Dinosaur? It does sound dinosaurish, yes. You are both correct. It Yay. is another feathered dinosaur. Another feathered dinosaur? Oh, I didn't yeah. know it was feathered. Yeah, it's one of the smaller ones, which was a bit more like a bird, but not quite birdie. Okay, did it spit acid? No. Oh. Uh, so the next one, it's the seventh one, I think, on our list, is Smilodon. Dinosaur? Not dinosaur. Mm. Smilodon? Smilodon. Smilodon's a dinosaur. Indeed. <laughs> it's not a dinosaur. It might be a big cat, I believe, but not a dinosaur. Mr. Toffee is correct on Yay! both counts. It's a big cat. Smilodon uh, was the largest saber-toothed cat. Oh, was cool. it the first... Big cat? No. Or was there one before prior no. to the Smilodon? Uh, it was was before the Smilodon was the Grinodon <laughs> and the Smirkodon. <laughs> yeah, Smilodon. Where, where, does the, where does the Frownodon come in? Oh, though? much later, sir. <laughs> when the teeth went the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> went straight into the skull. Like, uh, and thus the bulldog was born. Smilodon was larger than Siberian tigers. Wow. It was huge. And like, <laughs> and like the Siberian tiger, you don't fuck with him. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that's common knowledge. Yeah, I, you know what? Regular tiger also <laughs> don't, you don't fuck, fuck with. with. Yeah. You just leave them alone. Yeah. You, you just don't fuck with cats unless they're really small. We need to be. And even then, it's a 50-50. He like we need to be really honest. The cats are fuckers. <laughs> yeah. And if they're large enough to eat you, <laughs> they're super fuckers. They will eat you. <laughs> no, Not all, for food. Just no, for all fun. Cats, all just cats will fun. eat you. It's just some will kill you first before they eat you. Yes, and some just wait for you to die. Yeah. Mm. What so, the next one is Australopithecus. You know my tactic? Yeah. And so far, it's been working out for me. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yes. Because it's always a 50 50. I'm going to say dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Toffee, this not too much quiet, please. <laughs> okay, this does sound like. You a are dinosaur. in the lead, sir. So I know, you, but still. You're allowed sound. to take read. You're allowed to take risks. No, but this does sound like a dinosaur. It name. does sound like a dinosaur. It sounds like a, a dinosaur, bit, does yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Because the thing is. Right now, uh, it's long it's in the tooth, so maybe long I'm, giving, I'm giving it a chance. Because the thing is, I know this eccentric Tom has been going, you know, not dinosaur, dinosaur, not dinosaur, dinosaur. There might be a better. Maybe, maybe. But maybe now this is the time where he's trying to flub you. Okay, so, so I'll I say, I'll still say that. Dinosaur. Look at me introducing mind games. Here we go. <laughs> well, you're both wrong. It's not a dinosaur. It's not a dinosaur. But what animal is it? Though? Australopithecus is our ancestor. Oh, missing oh, link. Oh my god, yeah. we are Australopithecus horrible. means southern ape. Oh my. <laughs> I feel it. We Not feel it. We feel Australians we, who are also southern <laughs> apes. Oh, wow. Thank you, Terry Deary, for that joke in Horrible <laughs> Histories. Uh, well done, sir. So, so that, was, that was a book series, right? Horrible yes. Histories? Yeah. That was, it that still was is a book series. Yeah. 
I read the Greek one. That was fun. So uh, we're now to the ninth one. I've lost count, but I think Toffee's winning. You're in the lead? Yes, he I is. So. Okay, so tell you what. Let's do what we do on every other uh, quiz where whoever gets the... If I get this right, I get all the points. And if you get this wrong, you get no points. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so either one wins. So I, I, have to, I answer first. All right. Okay, so the next one is the Noto Colossus. Noto Colossus. Very, very. Uh, it's the is the words of your idiot friend who didn't get shot at the Colossus. <laughs> Not the Colossus. So, my heart tells me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me introducing, like, genuine thought at it as bullshit game. The thing is, right? I've I've been going along with this uh, strategy of just saying dinosaur, hoping to win on the fifty-fifty, but it's not been working out for me so far. Yeah. Because Toffee, un- unfortunately, actually is actually putting some thought into his answers. Exactly. He's actually trying rare. to win this game. <laughs> like he really wants to. He wants really. Dude, wants to, he wants, he wants something to sound familiar. He wants seven minutes of heaven without Spinosaur. He wants that seven minutes. Huh? He wants my championship belt. That's what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Okay, give me a drum roll. It sounds like a cat purb or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of farts in the bath. Yeah. Dinosaur. A dinosaur, eh? Uh, Mr. Toffee. Mr. Toffee. I'll have to pick the opposite answer. For the win. Right? Nah, uh. you can. Okay, you do whatever you want. Okay. It is, in fact, a dinosaur. <gasps> I get all the points? <laughs> it's a sauropod. So oh. I win this game again? I think <laughs> you do, yeah. We still have two more, so don't get ready. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the lead? <laughs> sure. So the next sure. one, you'll lose points if you get it wrong. Okay. So he answers this. I uh, should answer first. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is Gorgonops. Gorgonops. Of course it's a dinosaur. It's a Gorgonops. Okay. But he's answering. Now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Toffee, answer. Just Probably not a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur, sir. What are you talking about? It is not a dinosaur. <gasps> Toffee. It is what we call a therapsid. What's a therapsid? A therapsid is the thing before we had mammals, we had therapsids, which were oh. mammal-like reptiles. Uh, so, okay. Mammal-like so reptiles. humans with tails-ish. No. no, humans with tails imagine, are called science. <laughs> imagine a furry crocodile, and that's what a Gorgonops is. Okay, furry crocodile. Got oh, it. like a duckbill platypus. It's also still a reptile. You no, know. no. Platypus, platypies, right? Platypi. 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 Okay, so like octopus, octopies. And so the f- octopies. Octopi. Octopies. I don't want to see octopi. That's what for sure. is the plural for hippopotamus? Hippopotami. Yeah. Hippopotami. Okay. What's the plural for Samus? <laughs> Is there even such a plural for that? What's the plural for mongoose? Huh? Mongoose. Mongoose. <laughs> Mongooses. Mongooses? Yeah. Ah, Mongooses. And the final one, the one for all the points. For sure. All the points, sure. What is a Tyrannosaurus Rex? It's a dinosaur. <laughs> yes, I know. I <laughs> but that's your fake. That's your fake question. I right? thought I'd end with a bullshit question. A bullshit question? You know, what's a Pratosaurus? It's uh, it's the star of this film. Exactly. <laughs> so with that uh, points in tally, uh, who wins this uh, eccentric Tom? Uh, I think Toffee wins because you lost all your points with the Gorgonops. Yay! Okay, so hey, seven minutes, I guess. <laughs> Enjoy your time with the smile with the Spinosaurus. All right, see be you guys a bit. He bites, and I don't think he'd be like you know nice enough to give you the reach around. I'll take my chances. Yeah. <laughs> don't try it from behind. Though. I you mean, have nothing to look at. Hey. <laughs> Well, it's got that spine. I mean, that's yeah. that's all. Yeah. If you like looking at backs, that's woof, boy. <laughs> and sexy, also, sexy if you enter vor, he can swallow you whole. <laughs> anyway. All right. So shall we so get on? So that has review? been a very exciting uh, deviation round from the of, uh, 
dinosaur. Dinosaur, not dinosaur. Or not dinosaur. Here on the Last King Podcast. Tell us if you want to hear any more uh, fun quizzes. You know, we, we try to be informational. I was trying to stretch your note <laughs> cards as far as I possibly could. We should bring back the whole porn star or no porn star quiz Also, game porn too. star or dinosaur. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Asa Akirasaurus? <laughs> <laughs> Also, this is a fun fact about how lame I am. I knew all of these, so I just had to check the spelling. Of course, of course. <laughs> cool. I was that kid growing up. And then, and then. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I think we have delayed inevitable enough. Let's talk about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. All right, so a synopsis, a synopsis of this. The synopsoid. Yep, synopsoid, yes. Not so three years. The synopsodon. So three years after the first Jurassic World, the island is gonna basically explode. She's gonna blow. Yep, gonna blow. And after some tip off from a rich guy um, who used to work with John uh, John Hammond, right? Yeah, uh, Mr. Lockwood. Yeah, Mr. Lockwood. They sent um, what's the woman Claire and Owen back to the island with a team to go. Bring it's back more the fun to imagine that this is the follow up from Nosedive, and it's the you know that Black Mirror episode where everyone is worried about. Uh, about people rating each other. So basically, half of this movie is half Dino Rescue from the Fallen Island, and the other half is Dinos on on it, it's California. It's basically right? it's basically a home invasion with dinosaurs. Yeah, that's the second half of the film. Yeah, which is basically Jurassic Park two again. Oh yeah, the Lost World. Yeah, because I, the T Rex like ended up on San Francisco. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it was like yeah, the yeah. last twenty minutes or so. Or this is half the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so maybe before spoilers, boys and girls. Um, your initial thoughts, boys. My initial thoughts is that I actually enjoyed Jurassic World for what it was when it came out. It was definitely not a good movie, but it felt it was nice to see what Jurassic Park would have been if it was working. Yeah. So we got to see what it could have been before it fell apart. Whereas Jurassic Park was fun, but we never got to see the future the, of it when it was like mass when it's accepted by the masses. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess that's because it was tied very heavily to the Michael Crichton book and, you know, they couldn't really deviate too much from and that. And I'll be honest, I mean, nothing's going to top Jurassic Park at all, ever. Oh, never. But at the same time, I did enjoy this sequel for what it is. I mean, it's basically half an Iguanodon thumb up, I guess, in a sense. But Wow. I Shout liked it to our... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, segment. when it showed off the, the T-Rex, it showed off that bit of the T-Rex, you know, in like when it was sleeping, the practical effects, a bit a few bit of them because it's basically 70-75% CGI, right? More or less. Uh it's probably almost all CGI. Yeah. I mean I you could spot two of those bits where they actually use a puppet for these things. Mm-hmm. And, the, and when you see like and then because uh, Blue makes a return, I mean this is a spot in the trailer, somehow or other, the raptor that or oh, the raptor the, right, the, yeah. the, the train raptor that Owen actually trained. The beta raptor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was Alpha Raptor because it was leading the no, other raptor. He's the Alpha. She's the beta. Ah, oh, right, right. <laughs> okay. Okay, I remember so the she trailer about um, uh, women in video games on the internet. <laughs> okay, uh, fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Raptor Gate. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is, uh, like in the trailer, it was kind of hinted that b- the only reason Chris Pratt's character returns back to the island is because oh, yeah. Blue's still alive. Yeah, possibly. apparently. Look, right. I'll I'll be honest. The trailer spoiled every plot twist in this movie. Yeah. Really? If if the marketing team did not butcher that, we would at least be sick, a little bit surprised about what's going it's on. Because in the film. I was only surprised because there were some people where they came on screen. Oh, you're gonna die. You're gonna betray everyone. You're going to be um, that hunter. F- you're Pete Boss away from uh, Lost World. Yeah. That we actually had a return of, well, not the exact return, but someone trying to be people with. Trying to channel that hunter. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think we need to address the, the one character returning that everybody's been asking about. Like, so what does Jeff Goldblum do in this movie? He, he talks to people twice. 
Yeah, he basically just delivers the monologue at the start and at the end. That's it. Does yeah. he say his amazing line? Uh, 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 life mm, finds no, a way. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I we knew going in that uh, Jeff Goldblum was going to be in the movie for like all of five minutes. I mean, it wasn't really necessary, but whatever. It I mean, was, it didn't ruin the movie. But why is he in the trailer? Pointless. Yeah, because name recognition. Because we loved him in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And, and you know Jurassic he was. Park. I mean, <laughs> he was prominent in Jurassic Park, obviously. So. Yeah, I mean, and Lost World. Yeah, he yeah, basically, Lost World. He was the main Lost character. Yeah, with the, with the super progressive parenting, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my uh, wife and bring my black daughter, no, who's my also gu- a gymnast. My girlfriend yeah. and my black daughter. My girlfriend and my black daughter, because <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Like because yes. Ian Malcolm has like five exes who all have kids. <laughs> because Chaos Theory. That uh-huh, that's uh-huh, actual uh-huh. canon from uh-huh. Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah. remember that line when he was talking about Laura Dressing. I can't wait for her to be an, uh, a former Mrs. Uh, Malcolm. I can barely remember that. I remember more the T Rex and the Velociraptors. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when you ask me about the Jurassic Park, what do you remember? Just that fucking T Rex and how terrifying that was. Yeah. I mean, that was an amazing scene. And so he pops up in the trailer. So, does the T Rex do anything really interesting in this one? Uh, it kills a bunch of dinosaurs and. Lies down in the carriage, but that's about it. And it oh, a, and then it it it, it, it closes off the again. movie. It's oh, a yeah. goat again. Yeah, because callback to the first movie. Exactly, that was the mm-hmm. only reason. And I mean, uh, before we go into spoilers, I'll just do a quick rundown. Performances were all right. Yeah, I mean, there weren't breakthroughs, but you could see the progression of the characters. Like they're like Claire and Owen; they're actually more self-aware they're compared far to the past. Less past annoying movie. than the first Jurassic World. Definitely, like, definitely. You didn't want them to die as much. Yeah. And then we had two new characters. We had... Um, Justice Smith playing as Franklin, right? Yeah, Justice Smith from The Get Down. Yeah. And Nina Rodriguez? No. I think her name is Z in the movie. Yeah. I recall. Who plays a... Pin- oh, Daniela Pineda. That's her Pan- name. Daniela Pineda, sorry. Uh, and she plays a paleo-veterinarian. Latino paleo-veterinarian. I wonder where she got that degree from. Yeah, there's actually a line in the movie where she says, it's a real degree! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they play their parts just fine as side characters. Yeah, I mean, they're the kind of side characters where in other movies, they'd be super fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind where, like, they'd be given too much screen time or they talk too much, they joke too much, it's like, I want you to die. Basically, but they don't get that much screen time. Now, here, it's just enough to where, like, okay, you have your roles to play, you're not, you know just there for the sake of yeah, it you have your moments to shine as well and your moments not to be too annoying but you're still annoying to some demographic nonetheless but you're not you're not annoying like oh god I want you to die you're like okay I can see why you're a bit irritating now but I want you to survive and carry on yeah yeah it could be useful later on the film honestly you know? Justice Smith was the best addition because he was like the ultimate nebbish uh, office worker he's the IT guy who has to come along so he is basically American Richard Ayoade kinda yeah, yeah. with an even yeah. more ridiculous afro hopefully Kind of. And basically, he's just... Been it's regular life. Afro, actually. Kind also, of. regular yeah. Afro. He's Fra- an Afrosaurus. So. The entire time, like, when they're on the island where the volcano is happening and they're running from dinosaurs, like, why am I here? What am I doing here? He's saying that the entire time. He's pretty much us going on. Yeah, we will be in that situation. Oh, yeah. I'll be, like, I would, yelling I'd be, the shit yeah, out. I'd be like, why am I here? Yeah. I have literally no reason to be here. Yeah, but they actually pulled through. I mean, as in, like, getting out of that area with the baryonics in that one scene. So oh what's yeah. a baryonyx? Yeah, yeah. uh, it's a really terrifying dinosaur. Oh, it's a, it's a crocodile-looking motherfucker. Yeah. It has a really cool claws and the, the nails, right? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know what it was called. Yeah. Uh, the plot is rote. It's like, you know, 
Um, good guys go to save one thing, get tricked by bad guys, discover bad guys' plots, have to foil bad guys. Yeah. That's about it. But when you see it unfold, I mean, you know what's going to happen. You know these dinosaurs are going to unleash hell and they kind of did, actually. Yeah. It, it was, was satisfying in what happened. We're going to go going into spoilers later. We're just trying to be kind of vague as much as we can yeah, for yeah. now. So, I don't know. Would you recommend this? I would say... It's a matinee. It's a matinee. Uh, wow, you're really from a previous decade. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I would say up front, it's a 6 out of 10 for me. Like, if you want to go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, if you really die, die need to see what Jurassic World is up to these days, then yes, go see it in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. It's a good follow-up at the very least. If but within its own canon, like, between Jurassic World and this Fallen Kingdom, it's fine. But, again... If not, wait for Netflix to get it. Yeah, yeah. And it'll, it'll be on Netflix next year, so don't worry about it. I mean, Netflix in Singapore here, we already have Jurassic World. Not yet, right? I... It hasn't arrived. I don't. I it might be it. on another different I, streaming service, no, but I've not Netflix. I've seen it. I can't remember if I saw it in uh, Singapore or somewhere else. Because I know that you can get it on Amazon and iTunes, but I was yeah. like, definitely, because like doing, doing research for this review, I wanted to watch the original Jurassic World, and like, there's still no way for it to be streamed yet. And I think uh, the movie's like about a couple of years old already. Yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. I watched this when. Before I came to Singapore, sorry, in like 2015. Yeah. So I mean, it's three years old now. I mean, I watched this in the cinema and I thought to myself, like. I Back mean, when Colin Trevorrow had a career. Mm, there you go. I mean, like, my biggest complaint about the first Jurassic World was not enough dinosaur time. Too much, like, finagling around with, like, you know, like, oh, here, remember the Asian guy from the first movie? Oh, BD. Now yeah. he's in charge. He's oh, like, yeah, he's, he's also back here as well. too. And then, yeah. like, cool. And then, like, hey, and now this Indian guy who's, like, you know, financing, he's the. the oh, Mr. Masrani, yeah. Yeah, Mr. the new Richard Hammond. And, like, unlike the previous owner, I shall fly into battle. And he jumps in the helicopter and dies. <laughs> yeah, because he can't fly a helicopter properly, so he gets hit. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, dies. now that you're dead, who's in charge? What's going on? But I do understand that the original story was basically. Uh, I mean, they were trying to push it less towards maybe like you know a fantastical like dinosaur movie, more towards like a disaster movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when things go wrong, which is what the original Jurassic Park was, because basically it's a disaster movie, but replace natural disaster with dinosaurs, which yeah. is actually technically a natural disaster. Kinda. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like that's what I enjoyed totally about the first Jurassic Park movie. The second one was basically. It, it felt more like a slasher movie where like you were just put into the predicaments where and all of a sudden a velociraptor it might just, pop up. It went on a bit too long. It was very stodgy. It was way too long. Right yeah, now. but I also totally enjoyed like that scene in oh, the, the long, long grass. grass. Yeah. yeah, that was like okay. Now that is stay cool. out of the long grass and you just see like people just slowly like disappear. Not just that. It's just even like the simple practical effect of having like all the velociraptor tails just whip up and then yeah, you can, like it's like basically the fin of the shark from Jaws. Yep, yeah. So it's like the visual was very strong for that one. And then part three happened and then you had. The Spinosaur. Spinosaur was cool. I like the pterodactyls more. Yeah. yeah. You know? They were, they were pretty terrifying too. Yeah, because sense, the yeah. thing is, right, and then the thing is, when Jurassic Park uh, Fallen World came out, like the number one complaint everybody had was like, ah, oh, where's all the practical effects? Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, as a CGI fuckfest, it was fine. Mm -hmm. It's like, the main issue I had was with the Indominus Rex. The Irex. <laughs> yeah. Irex. Wow. Yeah, Clever like, branding there. Sir. It can go invisible because of cuttlefish DNA. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, but then you have to understand, like the first Jurassic Park movie, they were trying to convince us, like, it can change sex because of frog DNA. Yeah. yeah. Like, all of a sudden, this T-Rex, I shall grow a penis <laughs> right now. <laughs> we're all female. He's ah! like, that's not how it works, sir. But you know what? Um, what's that word again? 
Suspension of disbelief. Bingo. So there I was like, go. you know what I mean? Because the thing is like, we're if you work within your own logic, yeah, we'll accept it. Because it's a movie about dinosaurs and they're like, yeah, we just want to see the dinosaurs. Dear so dinosaurs. I'm yeah. just fine with the whole like, indo- I mean, they're not, the Indominus Rex. I'm glad they got rid of that. Why do you have to yeah. make it look like a raptor? You can make it look a little cooler or a little bit more different. Well, if you hated the Indominus Rex, you'll hate the big bad in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Exactly. What's it called? The Indoraptor. Indoraptor. Because oh, it's yes. Indonesian? Yeah. <laughs> it's a slightly bigger raptor. It's like yeah. a bigger raptor, like, you know, riding a Gojek with a helmet and Eating like, pirated Indomie. DVDs. <laughs> yeah. Eating me bakso. Yeah, me bakso as well. <laughs> Look at me throwing out my Indonesian out there. Hello, hello Indonesia. Thank you for listening to the Last King podcast. You should say it in Bahasa. Say it in Bahasa. Yeah. Terima kasih Indonesia. Dengarin uh, Last King sekarang. Okay. There now, we go. Back to the actual program. All right. Look at me dropping some other language. There we go. But so, Indorex. <laughs> Indoraptor. Yes, that's what they call it. Indoraptor. The Indoraptor. Does it come in a packet and you need like hot water? <laughs> <laughs> I used no, to but, a, no, but it kills people. Remember those dinosaur toys that was like in those little like plastic containers? You add water and they just start to grow. In, like, yes, oh. I remember those. I was like, this is fun for five minutes. <laughs> Oh no, the ones that you had stuck in the freezer so they changed colour. Oh yeah. Those. And then your mum threw them away because she was afraid you'd eat them because you're an idiot. <laughs> no, because my mother respected me. Really? Cool that. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so much like disbelief in your eyes. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, um, the thing is like, uh, when you have a movie about dinosaurs, you have to cater to the, the, the best audience for movies like this, which is kids. Kids, yeah. Yeah. young teenagers. And the thing is, like, it's very safe to say that among the three of us, we're all dinosaur fans. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I was based on our knowledge in the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know so much about the dinosaurs. This is where I'll admit I was a dinosaur fiend for about four years, like between the ages of, like seven. If and you could marry any 11. dinosaur, which one would you marry? Uh, probably, <laughs> probably the Volvosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Pterodactyl. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's really trying, sir. Yeah, I, I respect the effort, <laughs> but not the landing. <laughs> my, my, personal t- my personal choice would be the Cuntosaurus. The Cuntosaurus? <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> They're a bit bitchy, but you know, they get the thing done. Oh, man, but of course, I would prefer the slightly larger Cuntodon <laughs> with the thumbs. Hey, right here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And the Cuntosaurus Rex. Okay, enough of the Cuntosaurus Rex. <laughs> no, never enough of the Cuntosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, imagine its mouth is like, you know, the Predator, where it's like literally a labia. Okay, I'm just gonna stop right now. <laughs> what with teeth? Like, Hopefully, wow. nothing sharp inside. Instead of a clitoris, it's like a tiny T Rex arm. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. What do you think about the dinosaur designs in this Jurassic because, World? Okay, that's the thing. You can't really go far from what a dinosaur looks like. Yeah, like, but how they move, how they acted, how. Can we be super nerdy about it? They all should have feathers. Nah, <laughs> nah. No, no. We like we we like these guys, Scaly. We like yeah. them. We like them, as they are named, terrible thunder lizards, dinosaur. Yep. We want them big and scary and mean. Scary, yeah. scary, yes. scary, exactly. And I mean, there were definitely nice scary moments with like the predators, and there were nice gentle moments with the herbivores. What's the little oh hit butter again? Uh, s- it's yeah. based off the Stygian. It's named after the Stygian demon, right? Yeah. I don't know, but what's the, the, the little guy who would hit butt things? Compi something. Compi. Mini, uh, Compi. Yeah, we'll go with Compi. He's going to sell all the plush toys. Yeah, and yeah. he was adorable in like a stupid dog kind of way. Because mm-hmm. those dinosaurs were famous for having a really thick skull, so they just headbutt everything. And so Chris Pratt would just like whistle and it would just like headbutt a wall. So it hits through a brick wall. 
hit through like a steel gateway for them to After escape. After two, three times of hitting yeah. it, yeah. And then there's a scene later on in the movie where it's just wrecking havoc full of like rich people just like headbutting everyone. And just randomly headbutting things. Yeah, and you, see, and you see like people like probably fly like, you know it's what like that reminded me of? Like, remember that David the Coffee movie Evolution? Oh my that god, yes, scene yes. When that thing crawled up from the pond and just st- started wrecking shit at the party of the rich people. Yeah. And they were it's like, basically that, but with a tiny like, midget like, Pecky. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, <laughs> this looks familiar. Yeah. All right, okay, so where's the Hidden Shoulders commercial? <laughs> yeah. So, I think we're going to go into full on spoilers. Full on spoilers, yeah, yeah. here we go. So, the T Rex dies. No, <laughs> no, it, it's no, it out in the wild somewhere, somewhere in California. In California. Yeah. So here's a thing which I think was a fairly brave choice, is that they completely destroy uh, Ilan Nubla, which the is island. which is island where all the dinosaurs are. Oh, and the way it went off, it was like kind of touching. I mean, seeing that lone Brachiosaurus getting smothered by all oh, the ash. Oh yeah, because like the, the last boat is leaving as the emotional as uh, the volcano is in its last stage of eruption and just like just ash everywhere it just staring like help me and there's this brachiosaurus like on the docks just like staring him leave and it's just like a yeah, because like, basically but then they ruin it by making it do that weird postcard stand where it's like standing up on his hind legs just like it, it didn't check ruin it me that out me. dude and then it just like silence because they did that with the first Jurassic uh, Park because if you remember the scene when Ellie and Dr. Grant yeah the see, first time they saw the brachiosaurus yeah. and then it does go up on its hind legs to yeah. eat like the taller leaves yep. and then like to me it felt like oh because it's so popular right now like remember how Star Wars shit on the original movies mm-hmm. now we're gonna shit on the original Jurassic Park it's nothing like them all these things and memories you remember from the first movie it all goes up in smoke. Here we go. Now we're going to start our movie. Here's our franchise. It's yeah. a, yeah, a callback in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So after, they're actually only on the island for about 20 minutes of runtime. Because the first 30 minutes is all like the political machinations about trying to save the dinosaurs. Which is Jeff Goldblum explaining to yeah. like the jury. And, and, this is the and most talking to the Lockwood guys, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, they're doing a lot of fairly accurate stuff like uh, Claire, uh, Bryce Ellis Howard. She's now trying to campaign for the dinosaurs to stay alive and so she's trying to like you know lobby people call the congress trying to meet with senators to try and save the dinosaurs and like Jeff Goldblum would definitely be on the side of but they had their chance yeah, yeah they had their yeah, chance he says yes. let them die and then finally um, the senate says we have decided to not try and save these animals much as you know our hearts go out to them we just don't think that it's a role of governments to get involved in a private company because the private company decided to bring them back and this is your fault technically yeah, yeah. So I remember when we you first get all the lawsuits when we first talked about uh, Jurassic World uh, I was talking about like who the fuck would want to save these dinosaurs so it's a dino- the movie is saying yes you're right only morons want to save these dinosaurs. <laughs> or but then we have we to follow like the morons on their quest. Or as we like to call them, exotic animal collectors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because when you know you want to do something good, like, oh, say, put these guys, survive, make them survive on a lone, lone island, let them grow, you're going to have rich motherfuckers who want them for themselves. Oh, yeah. This movie is once again proving if a rich person wants to do something, it's not a good thing. Which is a it's parable a for a probably the presidency, yeah. I don't know, for the Trumposaurus, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, like he also has tiny hands. <laughs> and fake feathers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, so after okay. they leave the island, it becomes definitely a home invasion kind of movie because the rest of the movie takes place on the estate of Lockwood, who was apparently Hammond's friend. Uh, yeah, they shoehorn him in some sense. Yeah, Hammond's and friend. there's also a uh, side story with him and his granddaughter, who we find out later is the clone of Lockwood's daughter. It's kind of creepy in itself. But then, like, the thing is, 
I mean, answering... you can clone dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, oh, sure. Like, we'll buy it. We'll, it, we'll buy it. So, can she change her sex too? <laughs> we'll <Man>. find out. <laughs> we'll find out in 10 years' time when yeah. she's of age. You know? Or, like, or she has both. Okay, no. cool. We will, and, yeah. and then she becomes invisible because cuttlefish. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we have a sequel coming up anyway. And she's so. part raptor, so she can talk to Blue. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be addressed in the eventual sequel. Oh, for sure. Because these are the questions we all want to know, right? I mean, the movie ended on a complete note, but, you know, it opens up a completely new possibility. Yeah, I mean, the final set piece, which is the Indoraptor chasing these humans around this estate, like climbing up on roofs and everything, and then you have Blue, the Velociraptor, trying to save the humans because she loves Pratt in some kind of, like, unrequited love kind of thing, I guess. Because... Reasons, lo- lo- yeah. like a love of an animal, I guess. No, because I is it because she has high level? Like, there's a part in the movie where they explain that even when growing up, the the other raptors, like if um, Chris Pratt was showing signs of weakness, they would try to kill him. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he was going like, oh, oh, I'm sad, uh, Blue would come up like, oh, are you okay? Like, start nuzzling him. Because people don't know how dinosaurs work. <laughs> yeah. Because people have haven't tried this with larger giant cats, for example, and see how that happens. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Because I think like, basically what they want to do is they want to create a character, like a, a raptor that, you know, you can put on a plush toy or a pillow. And, like, and they did, actually. They're selling the baby version of Blue. Of right course. Now. Because that's the reason. Because yeah. because marketing. That's, yeah, yeah. It's not really so much storytelling. Yeah. So the main thing I want to mention is that the movie ends where you think it's going to end where all these dinosaurs are trapped in the basement of this um, manor. Because there's a gas leak that yeah, happened. There, there is a hydrogen cyanide leak and you think they're all going to die. The only way to save them is to open the doors and let them escape. But then you have the problem of dinosaurs in California. Do you want that? So eventually, Claire, who spent the entire... Because, yeah, there's a parable for mountain lions in California. Yeah. Kind of. And uh, Claire and Owen, they made the decision not to. Right? Yeah, because Claire spent the entire movie saying, like, oh, we need to save him. We need to keep him alive. Because even though she was technically the villain in Jurassic World, she still loves dinosaurs. She still wants to see him alive. So that now she's less, you know, corporate about it. Then finally she says, no, we have to let him survive. But then, the little piece of shit clone child <laughs> says, no, they deserve to live too, because I do. She says that after pressing the button. Yeah. This sounds like an Aliens movie for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> who gave the clone the... Who, why are you making decisions? Yeah, and the thing is like... She because they didn't watch the child properly. She was being <laughs> restrained by the fiery Latina, and I guess she just let her go to press the button. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so now we have a T-Rex invading the San Francisco Zoo. Eating all the elephants. No, yeah. no, it was actually going ahead. It was going to eat the lion, Yeah, basically right? the lion was roaring at the T-Rex and the T-Rex was roaring back. And then we have Blue. Um, oh, yeah, there's a scene where they're escaping and then Blue's like, you know, like in front of them. And I was like, it's okay, she won't hurt us. And he's trying to say, Blue come with us we'll keep you safe we'll take you somewhere safe because Blue understands English apparently yeah. and apparently there's an after scenes credit bit where there are actually par- pterodactyls flying around Las Vegas yeah yeah yeah, yeah whatever yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the one scene I did like where um, they're trying to say to Blue come on come with us and then Blue kind of looks like Cage looks at him back goes Rah! and just runs away so she was basically saying Smart decision Like fuck you I'm not going back in a cage What's wrong with you And she just runs off I'm going to be out there You know and now Eating she, joggers along the mountains yeah, She's probably going to eat exactly. park people We see yeah. her Like growling in front of Like all this like, Suburban area in the desert So 
I believe this is going to be season three of Santa Clarita Diet. <laughs> they could be. Where we're going to have a Velociraptor fighting a zombie. <laughs> but this just feels like a setup to like a reboot of Flintstones yeah. or something. I don't Flintstones. know. Flintstones. Like they're stone. The, the humans are bombed back to the Stone Age. Uh, Flintstones. And they have to work with dinosaurs somehow. Can I say this? No, we win. <laughs> I'm sorry, Evolution. I'm sorry, Science Nerds out there. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure there's a... Yeah, a this is not going to be another Planet of the Apes. The dinosaurs yeah. are going to last like two weeks because they're... Big. They're not hard to find. And yeah. the thing is, they don't have and missiles they don't fire or guns. tanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're fine. You know, a couple of people get eaten. I know collateral damage, but your, your, your tanks should be able to do the it's job. Like, yeah, T Rex is fine. Have you met a Sherman tank? <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be fine. You know, like maybe uh, like a random deleted scene. You see them all huddled together, <laughs> like strategizing. <laughs> yeah. And then like they translate like you Stegodon, you you're in charge of breaking the dam. You. Your distraction, and then why am I distraction? Because you're Archaeopteryx, you're pretty bird. Yeah. <laughs> like ah. Oh. Also, the anyway. Triceratops. So I guess the wrong message is just like like flirtly dancing. No, the Triceratops is in charge of flipping the Sherman tanks. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? That'll be fun. And anyway. the Stegosaurus is just like stabbing people. <laughs> it just joins the Crips because it's like the best like street thug. No, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Because the the, the, the thing is like the, the dinosaurs will have some unholy union with some other humans. Yeah. Like, we like, and the thing is, it's like a T Rex with a giant trench coat <laughs> hiding it as a T Rex. <laughs> like, we buy weapons from this guy. Stakes in the hood. Stakes in the hood. We got this AR-15. We got this M16. We got all these weapons, and then like his tiny hands. Like, <laughs> oh my god! To, you know, oh okay. You click that for you know the autofire, and then we have a parable for gun violence. But I feel bad. <laughs> but I feel bad. Guns don't kill people. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs with do. guns <laughs> kill people. But I feel bad for all like the young girls who are like forced to like have sex with the dinosaurs to like mm. prove. What movie are you talking about? <laughs> it's part of gang this culture. Is not, like this is not Jurassic Pork, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. You finally, you finally had a joke. That was. That that I'm gonna clap for. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> Mr. Toffee, Jurassic Pork. That is the porn parody of Jurassic Pork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. yes. <laughs> oh, God. And, yeah, also, if you remember in Jurassic World, we included a Mosasaur. You know the one that ate the shark? I can slightly remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the big water reptile. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, it escapes too. Yeah, I remember there's this one scene in the trailer where it's like under some surfers. Right? That is the last part that, of that's the movie. The, that's one of the last scenes of the movie. It's so in the very beginning and the very end of the movie. So, in the end, it's kind of like they're ripping off the Meg, which is coming out later. <laughs> and the beginning of the movie, they uh, rip from Deep Blue Sea. Meaning? Uh, it, basically, it, it chomps a guy on a helicopter. Oh, I thought he ate Samuel L. Jackson. Might as well have done. But it, they already did it in the first movie. It yeah, eats another yeah. <laughs> he was dead in the first film. It eats yeah. another black uh, character. So. Good cuts. Good cuts. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like... A, at the beginning of the movie starts where like these two guys in a bathysphere trying to recover the bone from the Indominus Rex because they want to get the DNA. And as they're slowly trying to back away, you just see like the silhouette of the Mosasaur just coming in. Just goes, Arm! and just eats it. Yeah. Wow. Well, they, they framed that intro pretty uh, alright. The intro was yeah. well done, was, I would say. I mean, well I would say this, right? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, full title there. Uh, I think it was stacked up against something like Rampage. Rampage like, is big dumb but fun. But it's not it's not that kind of dumb fun. It's trying really? to be a bit more serious. But if you were There's to look at it with the, the, like the glasses of like if this was big dumb fun, I would enjoy it a little bit more. Is yeah, it but they actually try to add in some levity and some questions that Owen and which you uh, can't Claire really do up, anymore yeah. in Jurassic yeah, Park but, sequels. But they did try at the very and least. And also they they, they, they tried to answer some of the, like the the weird quabbles people had. Like there's a scene where we have a good two seconds where they focus on Claire's feet. 
Because she's wearing boots rather than stilettos. Because everybody talks about that. Because in Jurassic World, she was movie. running away from the T-Rex in yeah, heels. Why, why, why was that the thing again? I don't know. Because people like to point out things that don't matter. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, welcome to the last game podcast. Pointing out things that don't matter. Yes, have you heard of nerd podcasts? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of things that don't matter, so Chris Pratt is in this movie. <laughs> wow. He's Does he have a career with the Jurassic Park franchise? Because I it don't doesn't really matter because he has a career with everything else. I mean, he, like he's high, he's obviously hireable because so. he got killed off in Infinity War. Yeah, and like what other things does he have? Dusted away. He's in the <laughs> Lego Movie, which is getting a sequel soon. Yeah, that trailer came out a few days ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the one with the Beastie Boys sabotage, right? Yeah, that's the one. I remember watching it and just it's not no, sa- intergalactic, intergalactic. Oh my bad, intergalactic. intergalactic. Yeah. So like, you're I'm, taking Star Trek for some reason. So I'm like watching this and I'm thinking to myself, oh, there's a Lego Movie sequel. Yeah, they should be able to churn out one of this every year because you know what? What else? It well, else animation's do? expensive, so maybe every other not year. Not CG yeah. animation, sir. I mean, two like, yeah. D animation definitely. But the thing is, when you have something, I mean, like if you like, take the Pixar model. Like they can literally churn out a movie every year. Well, yeah, because now you can render in real time rather than having to take and uh, also technology. because two and hours the, per and the thing frame. is, right, you've already built all the assets for the first Lego movie. What else do you need to add? Everything is just Lego bricks anyway. Uh, just new characters yeah, and new duplex. I know, like the, 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 the duplex blocks duplex and, and all the girl stickers, which they're including. The girl stickers. Because I'm pretty sure the, the theme is going to be that the sister has to play now. So it's like a post-apocalyptic world where he has to play with his sister. And he doesn't want to play anymore. And the actress for Rosie in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she's in this film. She's the woman in the spaceship, in the spacesuit. That's Stephanie Beatrice? Yes, that's, thank you, Stephanie Beatrice. Ooh. Yes. Also, it's Rosa in Brooklyn. Rosa, yeah. Rosa. Rosa, Rosa, sorry. not Rosin. So is this basically Lego the movie, which is like promoting Lego friends, the girl Legos? I have no idea, honestly. Possibly. It's just a quick trailer, bad guys Because the thing is, right... I mean, like, they did something interesting with Lego Batman, and they did something even more interesting with, like, the Ninja Go movie. Yeah. Where they're literally selling their own stories. Yeah. But then again, uh, I don't know. Why are we talking about the Lego movie? Uh, franchises. We'll, we'll see how it plays out, but for now, dinosaurs. Well, I think for now, dinosaurs. We, <laughs> we've said all that really needs to be said, unless there's, like, there's another thing you want to talk about. Well, okay, I think that's then it, Then how honestly. about this? Um, the one conversation I really want to have about Jurassic Park movies is the fact that why do we still have them, and do they still kind of uh, encapsulate the same amount of wonder and awe that the first Jurassic Park no, movie did. You have to remember for some reason Steven Spielberg did green light these two scripts written by Colin Trevor, right? Trevor, yeah. Trevor, yeah. No, but it's like nothing to do with Steven Spielberg because basically he's going to sign off on anything as long as he gets paid. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, like he Jurassic has... Park was his baby. I well, figured he Jurassic Park is Michael Crichton's baby, sir. But that but was his... Jurassic Park, the, the, the live action at that period. Yeah, because and the thing is Amblin isn't like, you know, the gold sticker it used to be. I guess so. Really? Not really. It's like, we've had some okay Amblin movies. Ready Player One made money, sir. And yeah. it was fun to watch. But BFG We're didn't. That, yeah. yeah, but BFG didn't even dent his wallet that much. Because, I mean, here's the thing I want to say about Jurassic BFG Park. BFG wasn't a bad film. It just wasn't marketed well. Yeah. It's yeah. not even, I don't even say marketed well. There is no audience for that movie. Thank because, yes. like, it's very safe to say, out of all the children out there, they love Harry Potter. Who the fuck is Rod Dahl to them? Very good kid. Yeah, you know the last, I mean? last people who grew up reading Rod Dahl was, like, my generation. Probably, yeah. Because we care more about Harry Potter. And yeah, and you care more about Harry Potter. Like for me, like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was alright. But yeah. you know. I mean I'll just say this about Jurassic Park because I remember like when Jurassic Park came out and when that movie came out, like I was maybe 13, 14 years old. But what was really cool about Jurassic Park was all of a sudden you were introduced to all these kids who loved dinosaurs when you used to be the only one who liked dinosaurs. Yeah, suddenly it became 
hot shit to love dinosaurs. Like, do you remember like your friends in school wearing Jurassic Park t-shirts and you're thinking, that's cool. Well, I didn't because it came out when I was born. Oh, sorry, my bad. Okay, so yeah. I'm looking at Mr. <laughs> Toffee here. Remember yeah, yeah. that? I, I remember actually remember owning the, the making of book and that was that was an awesome book to read and with the like, shirts and everything. No, the wonderful thing I like about the first Jurassic Park movie was basically like, hey, we all agree dinosaurs are freaking cool and yeah. it's like and they can be scary too they Holy can be shit. scary too yeah. and that's what we appreciated too because they didn't dumb down the dinosaurs because I mean I've said very I've said on the podcast Jurassic Park second best dinosaur movie of all time mm. number one still being Lamb for time yeah okay. of course right. you know? but like that's the correct answer anyway <laughs> yeah. but like also at the same time it's like so I don't see kids clamoring for dinosaurs as much you know what I mean because I think it's more of the adults right now watching this. Do you think? I have a thing to mention that where the screening I went to, there were plenty of kids. There was one kid uh, down at the front who once the dinosaurs came in and started trying to eat people. He was crying his fucking lungs out. Really? Because he He was freaked out. He was mortified. This was was the Indoraptor thing, right? No, no, this was the the Bronx. Bronxy uh, Baryonics Baryonics But this got a PG-13 here right? Yeah It's PG-13 So yeah. he brought a, they brought a child Yeah in? And they were so scared They had to leave By the fire exit oh. And so the alarm Was going off For like 10 minutes While the movie was going on Well done <laughs> Yeah Sorry about that Well I mean Apart from that like But we also gotta remember This film was definitely You know you think it's made for like teenagers and slightly younger people? Nah, too, I think no, it's, it's this made is for. Made f- this is made for. I don't know who it's made for anymore. It's made for podcasts. It's made for. Yeah. It's made for guys <laughs> like us to comment about it because literally, I don't think the world needs another Jurassic Park movie. In fact, I think Jurassic Park said all it needed, needed to say with the first movie. Yeah. The second, the sec- the part two was unnecessary, but it's kind of goofy fun. Uh, yeah, third one was a decent enough movie, but again, it felt like it was like I think, yeah. trying too hard. I mean, like, I want to say one thing especially about Jurassic Park. Um, like, the first movie, because the thing is, right, it's very strange to me, especially when, like, people are complaining that uh, the first Fallen World, I mean, the Jurassic Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Fallen. Oh, no, the first movie. Oh, Jurassic Lost World. World. Lost World. The first sequel was Lost World, I right? mean, the fourth one, sorry. Okay, fourth Jurassic one. World. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World, right. Everybody was complaining that, oh, it's just CGI. Where's the practical effects? And then I remembered back when Jurassic Park, the first one came out. Yeah. And everybody was like, this is a CGI movie. Look at how computers rendered these dinosaurs. Yeah, and it was famous for being the first one to like fully implement CGI Bingo. into the movie. And like, like people don't f- forget that, okay, CGI existed in Jurassic Park. And like, if you were to count... Yeah, that was all ILM's work, right? Yeah, and if you were to count all the CGI moments, it's like, like about 11 minutes. Like, tops, maybe. Especially the T-Rex scenes. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, God damn, if you watch Jurassic Park right now, that T-Rex scene still holds up. That when it that does. fucker appears yeah, after or, the or iconic like water like vibrating. Yeah, or the chase scene as well. Yes, you know, like objects in the mirror, like <laughs> just seeing freaking Laura Dern freak out. You know, yeah. like looking at this giant T-Rex coming after. They them. had mirror scenes three different times in this movie. Yeah, and it's like the thing is like Jurassic Park, the first one will stand the test of time because I would put it in greatest of all time. Not just say special effects movies, but as greatest you know, films of all one time. One of the greatest films of all time because the thing is, I want to say this right: the first Jurassic Park came with such spectacle and awe. It was a cultural phenomenon because it was basically, to me, Steven Spielberg's like he he redid Jaws. Yeah. Like you know how many Jaws T-shirts and like uh, they put Jaws on lunch boxes and all sorts of stuff, yeah. right? And then like the marketing of Jurassic Park, which was very cleverly. Yeah, they never showed the dinosaurs at all. That's the best part. And also mm-hmm. the best part is that there was no like evil villain. Like the main issue with Jurassic World and this one is that you have a bad guy. Yeah, you have to rely like you know private military companies trying to weaponize dinosaurs, which, which is was uh, what's his name, 
Vincent Kingpin D'Onofrio, right? Oh, from yeah, the and now it's uh, who's the, who's the bad guy in uh, Eli Manning? I think is his name. Yeah, and the thing is like, like I think there's a problem I have with like these. Jurassic oh, and Toby Park. Jones. Toby Jones. Yeah, so you get to see. Oh, Reeves Spall is the main bad guy, and Reeves Toby Spall? Jones is the investor guy, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, and th- what made the original Jurassic Park work was that there was no like true villain. Like, yeah, you had Nedry, but he was just like a greedy motherfucker. Yeah, and he gets eaten proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the most, like, the main thing is just that it was a really earnest guy trying to open a park, and it just fell apart because of hubris. And that, uh, exactly because what I like about the first Jurassic Park thematically was basically it's a story about man versus nature, and nature wins. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you cannot control which you should not control at all in the first place. Man should not play God. Man should not re like re bring things back to life. You know. So it's like there's all these amazing parables and storytelling elements and layers that you know. Like when you watch Jurassic Park as a young, like, like as a kid or as a young teenager, like okay, cool dinosaurs. You watch it as an adult, and then there's all these like you know Michael Crichton themes built into it. Because basically, like that's the Frankenstein for this generation. Like you shouldn't fuck around. Yeah, because you shouldn't fuck Sp- around with. Spielberg is a master director for a reason. Bingo. And then like here we're throwing the ball to other guys. And then the thing is, what I feel about all the Jurassic Park sequels is like. They have no idea what the actual what the what main is, message. What of is part the core one. of yeah. Jurassic Park? Is like you sh- dinosaurs had their chance. And the thing is, as much as Jeff Goldblum is reminding everybody at the start of the movie, ah, 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 dinosaurs had their chance. Watch Thor Ragnarok. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, it's like now we need to show goofy things with dinosaurs. Like, ah. well, I think that this movie is the closest sequel to that original message, but it still has what happens when they don't listen to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Life lesson, always listen to Jeff Goldblum. Especially yes. when he's trying to sell jazz to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it definitely misses the mark in many regards. Yeah, but and I it has to rely heavily on stuff like, we need to have a villain. We need to have, like, especially in, twen- in the 2010s, we need to have to sell, like, corporations are evil kind of uh, byline. Because it's yeah. so, co- it's, I mean, like, yeah. It's the corniest fallback you have to go to, unfortunately. Because, yeah. like, that's it's what like I'm saying. Robocop apparently didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, is that the, the conversation I really want to have is basically, like, you have Jurassic Park 1, which is, like, you know, it stands on its own as one of the greatest, like, it's, it's a cinematic achievement. And then they sequeled it to death. And then, like, okay, they bring back the franchise, kind of, with part 4 and now part 5. Yeah, and yeah it's gonna be five. a trilogy, and it's like yeah, we're gonna have a part six eventually. Same if this makes money. If script, not, yeah. then we'll have to wait at least ten so, years. Okay, so here's where I'm gonna go. Like, okay, uh, this is a movie with definitely nothing important to tell. Will it make its money? Uh, we'll see what China has to I say. I don't you think so. I think it's gonna rely heavily on the, uh, the international market. You think China likes dinosaurs as much as robots? I think cars? they like I robot dinosaurs <laughs> because that Transformers with the Dinobots did very well. And yeah. that was a piece of shit film. <laughs> yeah, so because no, it's not pandering to the Chinese market. Like only BD Wong is here. Like there's no other Asian characters here. Mm. I think China is pretty much over the fact of there's an Asian guy in the movie. Let's hope so. Because I think they watch Infinity War and yeah, they just yeah. like well, apparently they just like action. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They like escape. And there's a lot there's a lot of nice dino action at the very least. Nice dino action. <laughs> yeah. Having fun with the Dino Spinosaurus. and dino action. Oh yeah, yeah. And stuff. dino and human action. Hey. <laughs> hey. Well, so here's the thing, right? I'm gonna pitch Jurassic Park part three. Part three. Part three Dur- for this timeline. Yeah. So it's set far into the future, it's like Mad Max times, because dinosaurs did win. Yeah. Apparently the military like were caught with their pants down. Well, the Triceratops did a good job with those every Sherman zombie tanks. Movie as well, so every zombie you know. movie as well. And the thing is like a small butt batch of uh humans are still alive and they're like, you know, 
basically they, they create these factions and then you have good dinosaurs and bad dinosaurs and you get to ride them and you put missiles on them and lasers and then we call them dino riders <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that like why are you why, why are you telling you? because that, action, yeah. that is the 80s franchise yes. that needs to be made because we have the technology we can pull off a dino riders movie yeah. boys Jurassic and World dino riders dude <laughs> Spielberg Call us right now. Call us again. We have the script ready. We have a treatment. Call us again. I will play the T-Rex. How the hell are we going to fit Cruel in all of this though? Because there were space aliens involved somehow. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because the thing is, that's, that's, the, that's the very open... It's like, the, that's how the movie starts. It's like an opening crawl. Yep. The dinosaurs roam around California. The army decides to, like, you know, eliminate them. But aliens come to the aid of the dinosaurs. And then they know, then they know how to mind control dinosaurs. And, and then stuff. at the same time, because... Yeah, reasons they also enslave humanity, and then it's a small ragtag team starring with, with Chris Pratt and Chris Pine and Chris <laughs> Evans need to fight back. The four Chrises. The four Chrises. The, the four Chrises of the Chrisopolis. The second coming of Chris. Or <laughs> 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 atop a dinosaur. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see, Dino Riders. Yeah, if you want, if you need an '80s franchise to plunder, you've only got Mask and this left. How about another Chris, Chris Rock somehow? Chris Rock. <laughs> Running on a dinosaur doing stand-up. No, here's the problem. A black guy in a Jurassic Park, he will get eaten. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. God bless you, Samuel L. Jackson. The he'll, scientist. Be, he'll be the Chris who dies for our sins. <laughs> black and Jesus. On, <laughs> and on that note... And on that note, I he think was the 13th Apostle in Yes, Dogma. he was. He was. Yes. So, I think it's now time to bring this uh, to an end. The meteor is coming. Our time on the surface is at an end. But the podcast has come to its ice age. Yeah. Here we go. We're going to be replaced Hopefully by small furry animals. <laughs> so I have been the Centrosaurus. The Centrosaurus. Ah. I have been Mr. Toffeesaurus Rex. I mean, I thought you were Spinosaurus Lovers. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Mr. Spinosaurus Rex. The, the Toffeesaurus Kappa. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Chief Paleontologist. <laughs> Don't do shopping. PhD. D for dinosaur. Yep. Signing out. <laughs>